The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order. Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, welcome back once again, world, to Solid 7 Podcast, a better-than-average podcast, if I do say so myself. And I do. Uh, this isn't a show about nothing, but it's also not a show about any one thing. Each week, I get together with a guest, and we talk about whatever is going on in the world that interests us. And as the intro, the write-up, the blurb, the show title, all of those things have already told you, happy to welcome back podcast regular Third time, you're a podcast regular, Alex Rodriguez. Surprise. Uh, I was going through your titles and I was thinking about introducing you, like um, author, Mm -hmm. teacher, tutor, media manager. All of those things. Purveyor of roasted nuts is my favorite one. (laughs) Bassist. Oh, I forget that one. Me too. Yeah. A lot of hats. (laughs) Yeah. Most would fall under entrepreneur, I feel like. Yeah. If If I was going to encapsulate. Slap a label on it. Just hustling. So yes, well, welcome back. Thank you. You know, it's funny that you say that. Um, this is probably gonna make me sound like a huge nerd. At the beginning of every year, I make like a huge like list of goals. Of course, and one you of do. my goals this year was to become a regular on a podcast, like for real. Yeah. And I was just like reviewing that, and I'm like, hey, I could check it off, and I wrote solid seven right next. I to can. It, so. I could show you on my booking spreadsheet because, of course, I have a booking spreadsheet. Of course, you do. Yeah. Um. There's all kinds of things that I, I track on there, mm-hmm. but I have, I have cells, I have blocks for regulars, semi-regulars, um, almost like a sales sheet, like working like a leads one. Mm-hmm. And then there's like dream guests, right? Okay. Uh, Clearly I'm on the dream guest. You are one. right. Well, you were <laughs> until, until we had you on the podcast, but you are in the, you're in the regulars block. Regulars now. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's a it's So I'm not just a supporter listener regular though guest. you are you do pony up you don't just come and take that's true that's you, very you true. give as well as mm-hmm. a patreon supporter no i i welcome all of our non-patreon supporting listeners i love you too just not as much as not that as that's much. all nope so well uh, not your first rodeo so you know the drill we are of course as always fueled by jocko go here mm-hmm. on the solid seven podcast now you this is a new to you flavor this is a new this to, yeah. evening Usually I stick with the with the green apple. Yeah, that's usually which my is what my go to tonight. Sour mm-hmm. apple sniper. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, but this this time I have one of the new ones. Yeah, tell the people what you're drinking. Pink mist, which is their pink lemonade flavor, yes. and apparently it is better than the older flavors. It's the, the new and improved flavors are they're not just new; they are in fact improved. It's not just a marketing. Um, not does the name on that one does that mean anything to you? Pink mist yes. lemonade. I figure you've either have been or still are a gamer at some point in your life. You've got that vibe. No. Like a Zelda player. No. No. Surprisingly. Not even like role-playing games? No. 
This is such a letdown. I know. And I have the headphones and everything yeah. with the cat ears, yes. like the whole nine, but I just don't play games. So There's no time. Pink Mist is, is terminology from the military that has carried over into gaming as well. Okay. Uh, but it comes from um, someone getting hit by larger rounds, mm-hmm. like maybe oh. a larger caliber sniper rifle. The spray. Or, yeah. Like it's... Parts of people just kind of turn into pink mist. I didn't know that they had a name. Yeah, so it's pink mist lemonade, which is just fantastic. That's adorable. But it also it. sounds kind of dainty and nice, right? Like it's I've cute. given people that and they're like, oh, pink mist. <laughs> no, so. but then there's a lemon with literally like pink mist coming out yeah. of it. And now it's like a bullet hole and drips. And it's classy. It's it subtle. <laughs> no, I like it. I really do like well, it. Well, let's do it. Here we All go. All right. Some ASMR for your listeners today. You're even going to, they're going to get a pour from me. Oh, snap. I didn't have my sour apple sniper in the fridge. See if I can get a little. Oh, some fizz. A little fizz there. So you know it's real. Nice. All right. First sip. Pink mist. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Cheers. Mmm. I'm getting, it's giving, right? That's what the kids say. Sure. It's giving, it's giving medicine vibes, okay. but not, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not like ill medicine. I'm like, oh, this takes me back to my childhood a little bit. Not in a bad way. Yeah, that's fair. It's good. It's a, you know, like with most things, it's not everything is everyone's vibe. Mm-hmm. I pretty much love all the flavors at this point with the exception of, I just still can't get down with Dak Savage. Uh, which is the cherry vanilla, oh, even the new improved. Okay. It's just not my, it's just not my bag. Mm-hmm. Several people, including podcast regulars, uh, Chris Arroyo, Mike Redacted, they swear by Dak Savage. So 100% crack a but I'll say, um, well, I, I'll, I'll spare people the, uh, the Jacko go mini commercial today. Um, I don't know. But, I'm, uh, I keep sipping it and it, it tastes different with every sip. Yeah. It's now weird. you like the green apple, right? Like I you, do. you like green, but you haven't had the new improved. I have not. How are you as no. a germaphobe? Do you want to try a sip of this? Oh yeah, for All sure. Right. I didn't know if, if being in the epicenter of COVID broke your brain on germs. You know what it did? It just made me realize that it doesn't matter. Right. What are you going to do? I'm going to do a little ice action here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a Jolly Rancher. The sugar is better. It's, yeah. You know, it's the, the aftertaste that uh-huh. always got me before, but it's tolerable, yeah. I will say. <laughs> Tol- the, a resounding review of tolerable. It's tolerable. It's a, it's a Jolly Rancher in a glass. Yeah. If I was a um, a normal, what would I say? If I, if I often indulged in... Uh, what are these energy drinks? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would go for these. Yeah. You're not, they yeah. You're not healthier. a normal energy drink person. Like you're not typically going to, going to snag. No, just an give, energy me, drink, period. give me street caffeine. Now, if we, if we go, you know, I mentioned, you know, the epicenter of, of COVID. Oh yeah. No, this isn't yet another COVID podcast because who cares, right? Who cares? I thought we were over it. I uh, thought we were done with but COVID. But your entrance to the podcast was... Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 54, you came and shared with us your experience of 100% legitimately being in Wuhan, China mm-hmm. when COVID popped off. That is my claim so to fame. So we yes. don't need to relive it now. No. Episode 54 is still out there. You folks can go back and listen to it. It's very interesting. But as much as I like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I have to inform you that even now here in October of 2022, oh my gosh. you still have not escaped it because 
the Biden administration announced today that the COVID-19 public health emergency, mm-hmm. did you know there was a COVID-19 public health emergency? I thought we were done with it. Um, I, I most, I think most people thought we were. Yeah. I, I know some people aren't. Like I know some people don't think that, but a preponderance of people thought we were, but no, it's actually been extended through January 11th. And I want to tell you, it doesn't have anything to do with the administrative branch of our government, the executive branch of our government being addicted to the additional power that it gives them. Not at all. No, they're just concerned about the spike in cases that may come this winter. That may come. May come. Yeah. Hmm. They're expecting. So does this, my question is, January 11th is the date. Mm-hmm. So January mm-hmm. 12th at 12 a.m. Is that when it's officially over or is that just well, listen, projected? Based on this current information, mm-hmm. one could one one could think that it would be understandable to be like, all right, well, you know, January 12th, not that far away. Mm-hmm. No factor. Mm-hmm. Um, except for and I, as I, I normally say on the podcast here, a better podcaster would have looked up this information before. Oh. Um, so I would have the official count. But they've extended this healthcare emergency several times already. Now I'm I'm not much of a gambler, but if I were a betting man, I I'd bet uh, a, a crisp five dollar bill that this health emergency will extend to January twelfth and beyond. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd take that bet for sure. I think for yeah, it would. <sighs> That's all I got. That's all I got is a sigh. Now, of course, we're from Florida. We're mm-hmm. in Florida. Yes. And I mean, we've been done with this thing. Yeah. No. The, <laughs> for a minute, the COVID nineteen health emergency was uh, over in Florida. I want to say roughly November of twenty twenty. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. We were like, and we're done. We're yeah. done with this. Mm-hmm. Personally, though, I thought it was done the minute like airplanes were like, yeah. You, it's fine. No masks. We're good. And I've traveled a few times since then and everything's fine. Yeah. It's almost back to normal. There's still some people clinging to it. I don't know if it's legit fear of infection or if it's virtue signaling. It's probably some mix of all those things. Some weird PTSD. I, I at saw this point. somebody, I saw somebody repost, um, you know, because all of life is social media now. And I saw somebody repost somebody else's tweet, mm-hmm. right? And he's sitting on an airplane and he's got his N95 mask on and he's angry. He is upset that of, no the, of the 100 plus people mm-hmm. on this plane, he's one of only two or three mask wearers. Not only that, but the, the non-mask wearers have the gall to be sniffling, coughing, Clearing their throats. They're basically murderers. Existing. Basically, basically murderers. In this in this little vacuum tube. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't wait. I'm, and maybe they're gluttons for punishment. Maybe they yeah. just, that's just what they well, want. And we talked, I mean, you know, we talked about this some with Dr. Banting a few episodes ago. And like his take, having been in the hospitals, having been in emergency departments, when this was popping off, when it was novel, yeah, there were a lot of serious cases. Nobody had any natural immunity. Mm -hmm. Well, not nobody, because at this point, like we're figuring out some people, however long into this we are now, just haven't caught it. I've never actually tested positive for it. Really? Uh, Yeah. You know, I've been sick once or twice. I've talked about it on here that I thought might have been COVID, Okay. but it cleared so quick. I'm like, why would I take a test? Yeah. Yeah. What? Like the symptoms are gone. Why would I, why? 
So, so you can officially say that you've never tested positive. I, I haven't tested why. positive. And because I am, you know, I'm this weird middle ground person, mm-hmm. right? Where, um, you know, I'm libertarian, conservative, whatever, pretty right leaning. Mm-hmm. I, I was vaccinated yeah, and I got boosted. Mm-hmm. Now I'm done. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I've, I think I've talked about it on the podcast. We've talked about it plenty. I, I got after the, I can't remember at this point if it was after the first shot or the booster. I think I want to say it was after the first shot. Mm-hmm. I started getting muscle twitches. Not like I'm having seizures. Um, not like I have, you know, um, Parkinson's, anything like that. But just like you would normally get a muscle twitch, right? right? Like everybody gets your eye twitches occasionally, your leg twitches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's weird. And it goes away. Yeah. But these would happen repeatedly all over, not localized in any one spot. Mm. And it... Now, because I work in education, I was able to get a vaccine as like as early as they were given out in Florida, unless you were super old. Because right. Florida, you know, prioritized the high risk people. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Our governor's a monster. In case you're He's not the aware, worst. the He's worst, literally the worst. Um, so he vaccinated uh, like elderly in care facilities, and the mm-hmm. people who treat them first is how he prioritized those. Monster. Um, <laughs> But uh, like educator, educators and those who work in education, you could get it pretty quick. So I don't know. It's I don't know when it was March of twenty twenty one or something like that. I there those muscle twitches still are not completely gone. Hmm. It's not anything I had experienced prior to that in my life. Yeah, wasn't a known issue. It is something that can be caused by stress and anxiety. Was certainly going through a stressful time. Mm-hmm. Have never really had issues with anxiety. Okay. I'm a worst case scenario kind of person. Yeah. Um, I, I, I see wisdom and, you know, prepare for the worst, hope for the, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I was much more stressed or anxious than Nathan early, early on when it's like, we were all like wiping down our groceries and the Amazon deliveries and stuff. But I remember those yeah. days. Yeah. But beyond that. Uh, and so I'm like, no. And, and what we know, like, again, it's it's just not either it, it has become something different than it was then or even then it wasn't what we thought it was. Yeah. It seems like a combination of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've learned more about the vaccines where they aren't what they were promised that they were. Who's surprised there? Um, gosh. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm just like, no, I'm all set on the I'm all set on the boosters. Yeah. Um, you know, so but like I, I kind of played along. I'm like, no, like we're, we know more now. Like we there's new data. Like yeah. be open to new data. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if these, I don't know if they like the virtue signal. I think some people definitely enjoyed being able to be like, where's your mask? Oh yeah. Where, oh, put my your, gosh. Cover your nose. Yeah. That did drive me nuts. Like, if, okay. If you're going to wear it, let's put it over the nose. It definitely sure. exposed all the Karens out there. Yes. Um, and I think they enjoyed it. I think they still enjoy it. Yeah. I have never personally run into one of those people. I don't know what I would do. I remember somebody asked me some question about a mask and I thought that they were asking me where my mask was Yeah. instantly triggered. And then I said, excuse me. And then he corrected himself and it was nothing yeah. to do with that. Um, I almost, I almost freaked out though. Like, do you know where we are? Do you know, do you know what year it is? Do you yeah. know what's happening right now? So anyway. But we had to, like we had to take our son to the doctor this week. And so their recorded message, I don't know if they just haven't changed it or if they were still really wanting this, was like, oh, call when you get here. Don't just come in. And we asked everybody over to be wearing a mask. Like We weren't planning to take him to the doctor that day. Mm-hmm. I don't know where any masks are. Yeah. They're around yeah, somewhere. Yeah, we, we burned uh, them all. So, um, 
But I'm just like, well, we're just going to go. And if they're like, hey, you need to have masks on, I'll be like, cool, do you have masks? Yeah. Because if you want me to have them on, then mm-hmm. you should provide them. Like, they didn't there, bother. Some of the staff were wearing them. Most of them weren't. They didn't say anything to us. Yeah. The doctor, when she came in, I think it was a PA, but when she came in, wasn't wearing one. I was just like, but no, the, we're still under a, a public health emergency. I, I didn't know. Till January. Thanks, Twitter. Yeah. For, for informing me so. that the pandemic is not, in fact, over after yeah. this. You know, I think you're, now your episode's going to get flagged. Oh, probably, absolutely. With one of those little. I'm sure, things. like, uh, you know, behind the scenes baseball, we, you know, what, uh, media, what, what's, what's your media title? Media manager. Is mm-hmm. that the right thing to call mm-hmm. it? So you came over to give me some, some tips and pointers tonight. You came over early to do that. And basically, all that time got sucked up by my children being adorable. Yep, basically. Which they are. It's understandable. Um, but, uh, I, I think, I, I think it's not that I suck at social media. That's what I've been thinking. I think it's just, I'm too inflammatory. Clearly I'm just shadow banned. You're shadow banned. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm picking the wrong songs no, or doing posts you. instead of reels. As soon as you're said um, you're, you might be conservative. Yeah. Ban. Straight yeah. to jail. Nah, straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Overcook, undercook. Um, now, but there, there's hope though. We, this wasn't on our list. We're just, we're going off. Here we go. We're going off the list here uh, because it, it looks like Elon's going to go ahead and follow through on the Twitter buyout. And I am here for it. I saw that. Forget you, Instagram. We're all going to Twitter. Okay. Yep. Some are, go, some are going back. I never left you, Twitter. <laughs> I never, some never left. And I'm, I'm one of those. I tried. I got into Twitter for a minute. And then, unfortunately, my ex ruined it because he was on Twitter all the time. And after we broke up, I was like, you know, I'm going to break up with Twitter, too. And that's what happened. Threw the so, baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. I did, though. I did see Elon's tweet today because I managed my boss's Twitter. So I went on and I was, you know, Elon's one of the big people that he follows. Of course. So, um, I, I saw that he's, since this afternoon, sold 20,000 units of the burnt hair perfume. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> Like there's so much Elon to talk right now. It's hard to even know where to begin. So yeah. uh, like evidently there's some holdups with a little bit of the financing right. uh, with the, with the Twitter buyout. Cause $44 billion, you don't exactly, you know, shake the couch cushions for change. Though no. Elon probably. Yeah. yeah. He prob- he's just like, he might be able to find a billion or two. Here we go. Uh, but he's done this several times with the various businesses, right? So mm-hmm. like Tesla, he sold like the, booty shorts that said sexy on the back because the models actually spell out sexy. Yeah. He famously did the, not a flamethrower. Right. Um, and there's been a couple of other things. And um, this is through the, um, the boring company. Yes. Now right? this is his tunnel TBC. digging company, the boring Love company. It. it started as him making a joke mm-hmm. about, uh, like a burnt hair cologne or perfume. <laughs> and because it's Elon. Yep. Um, it actually, ha- not only did it actually happen, not, not only did he actually go ahead and release burnt hair, perfume, cologne, whatever it's supposed to be sent a mm-hmm. hundred bucks a bottle. Yep. It's been two days, 20,000 units, 20,000 units and probably more 2 million bucks. Yep. Just like that. And you know, he, he's not into those bottles for more than five bucks a piece. Oh, no, no way. No, no, no way. I do love though. He tweeted right before he said something about his name. He's like, it's, it's a wonder I didn't do this sooner or something like yes. that. It was a play on his name, which yeah. I love a good pun. So I found that very yeah, funny. With a name like Musk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like that. So but anyway, the, he like, if I did the same exact thing, if I did the same exact thing, same, same joke, same content, no. I wouldn't have sold two bottles for now. And I certainly wouldn't have sold them. Would you still for sell them for a hundred bucks a piece? I was going to say, would you sell them for a hundred dollars? Nope. Nope. 
No. But if I was selling them for 10, I wouldn't move no. them. Nobody would. Nobody's got that kind of juice right now. No. Elon does anything. He sneezes. And- Nobody's got that kind of juice doing it as a joke. What, to me, I think that's really the joke. Yeah. Is like what all of these influencers do and the whole, like I don't follow. So the only name I can associate it with is Kardashian. Uh, I don't know. There's some other influencer type names. Like some of them are old. Like I get that Paris Hilton, like that she's an OG influencer. She's you not know, really looking thing. at me. But like she's kind of come back around, right? Probably. She's trying. She's kind of come back around. Yeah. Ish. Um, but all these little, you know, chicky poos that hawk their wares and stuff. And it's all mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you could probably go buy like the Walgreens store brand of whatever eye cream. And it's probably about or the more same or less thing. the same. So mm-hmm. I feel like he's low key mocking that. Like, I don't think just the horrible scent is the whole joke. No. Yeah. It's just, it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like who's going to own this? And now I feel like it's a status symbol, right? Like yeah. if you are into Elon and you have, you know, you're going to own a bottle of this perfume. Yeah. I thought about it for like a millisecond and I said, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not can't. No, can't I wouldn't that. mind having one, but I couldn't drop, I couldn't drop a hundred bucks on it. Yeah. Someday when the Patreon support really steps up, maybe. <clears throat> yes. As a business expense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I needed to it's comment about it on the pod. It's a write-off. Um, but well, then he also, did you see that he also tweeted um, like, please buy uh, something along the lines of please buy more and help me buy Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. of course, I'm sure now the SEC is coming after him. I'm sure that violates some SEC rule. Probably. Because the SEC is somehow incapable of identifying a joke. Oh, no, no. I think they just, they're selective about what they choose. Like, people suing him over, over like, Dogecoin prices. Like. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. There's a class action lawsuit against him for, like, driving up the cost of Doge because it would spike every time he mentioned it. Like I don't think he's made any money it's off just, of it. You know how the market works. <laughs> and <laughs> tying it all together, you can buy burnt hair with, with Doge. Doge. I did see that. I love it so much. Yeah, I was like, man, should have invested in Doge. Like he's a genius. Mm-hmm. He's like a once in a generation. He's Benjamin Franklin. He's actually Nikolai Tesla. I mean, he's, uh, you know, Steve Jobs was like this. Like you just get these different minds. Mm-hmm. He's also, um. He might be a bigger, better troll than President Trump. He might be. Yeah. Which is a high, high bar to to clear. I think he just does it a little bit more, I would say tactfully, but slightly. Yeah. Like just slightly more tactfully. He's just got that dry edge of Asperger's on it, and it's just fantastic. Where people are like, "Is, is he joking? Which is, you know. Well, and that's that's what he doesn't do, and maybe he should, because he is definitely kind of anti all the woke culture. Like mm-hmm. he's commented on that several times. But he just needs to play when they attack him, yep. he needs to play the Asperger's card. Yeah. He that's needs true. to play the disability. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's I don't think he's the used to that. The problem is yet. he's too white. Too straight and not enough melanin. The Asperger's doesn't get him high enough. That's fair. On but the, I mean, uh, he's South African, right? Yeah. Isn't that where he's from? Yeah. Yeah. That he's an African American. He's an African American, but that doesn't count. But no. He's white. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, Elon. I don't know what I, I don't know what to do with him, but I'm here for it. I love, I love it. Oh man. He's in hot water over the Ukraine Russia stuff right now. Of course. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I saw something else that he posted about um, he's doing Starlink for RVs. 
Yes. Is that old or is that, I don't know. Uh, it's new-ish. Like, it really kind of always had that capability. They were just yeah. kind of being coy about whether or not they were supporting it. Yeah. Um, but I know some people were already like changing locations with their Starlink receivers yeah. anyways. Now there is one of the cruise lines. I can't remember which has already like, they're the first one and it's all, they're almost done installing it on all of their ships, That's which is bittersweet because like I've been on one cruise mm-hmm. and it was okay. Yeah. I'm just not a crew. Like I'd rather be in the mountains. Yeah. Fair. But I'm like, all you can eat food, beaches, chilling. But the best part about being on the cruise by far for me mm-hmm. was being like the forced disconnect. Right. Yeah. Like, I remember going on a cruise. Now I'm going to date myself a little bit. I remember going on a cruise. It was like early 2000s. And like I had a crush on this guy. And I remember paying like $15 for a minute or two of internet connection. So I could like message him on AIM or something stupid. Yeah. And yeah, it was that. It was like the forced disconnection. And then yes. I was like, well, I guess I have no Wi-Fi here. It's just but. like, it would be great to just have the self-control and not do it. But so much of it's just habitual and you yeah. just can't. And it's wonderful. I don't even know what I would because do. Because like by the end of the first day, you just give up on it. You're, You're like, I don't even like, need to well, carry this stupid thing. You do because it's our camera now too, right? But yeah. it's like, I don't even need this. Yes, I have to be present. Yeah. We pulled into the port in San Juan on that cruise which was the first time I hit like non-roaming international towers. Like Mm -hmm. I was just on T-Mobile service Yeah, and my phone just like, I thought the speaker was going to start smoking. Like (laughs) you all know I'm on vacation. You all know. No, but that's, that's the time. You have to talk to Kale now. So your DMS were blowing up. Well, yeah. All the people wanting to be on the solid seven podcast is what it was. It was, it was pretty, it's pretty pot. Otherwise I'm sure that's what it would have been. Oh, it was, (laughs) Yeah. Did you enjoy San Juan though? I really did. We, um, we toured, uh, the, the big fort that's right there as you go into Mm -hmm. the port, which like, it's cool. It's like, if you've been to St. Augustine, you kind of been there, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you've kind of done it. Um, but we, we kind of strolled around some like, uh, you know, when you're on the cruises, you pay for the little extracurriculars and you book them. Mm -hmm. I know if you're a brave soul, you can like book your own, not through the cruise line. Yeah. But then if you're running late, they will leave they you will leave and I'm not ride. that person, right? Yeah. Like I'll either book it through the cruise line or I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we went and did that. That's our, that's our kind of thing. History stuff. Nice. Um, and we just kind of strolled around and whatever, like kind of walked old San Juan, mm-hmm. uh, which was beautiful. I mean, the Island's obviously very pretty. Mm-hmm. You could do excursions like to the little rainforest. Everybody oh, had yeah. said it's super touristy, like it don't, is. whatever. Um, so we didn't do that, but I will tell you, um, and you are complicit in this, I'm going to say, um, I, we stopped at this little restaurant, like just right off of the dock, the port, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we wanted to eat non boat food before we got back on the boat. So we had some time. So we stopped there to eat and it's a little hole in the wall. Not like old, like, you know, newer, like if you went to a strip mall, it's almost kind of that joint, whatever. Okay. But now I've been in central Florida since I think. Pretty sure it was 1986 Mm -hmm. for a minute. I have attended a church here in central Florida, (laughs) attended, worked at, served at, that is easily majority Latin, Mm -hmm. easily since like 1997, maybe early 98. Okay. You would be part of the makeup. 100%. Of the Latin population of that church. Yep. At this little restaurant 
in San Juan on this cruise. It was not that long ago. It was before my kids were born, but not that long before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Kids are pretty young. Was the first time that I ever had mofongo. What? And it blew my freaking <laughs> mind. And not one, not one of my many, many Puerto Rican friends had ever mentioned this dish to me in my life. You guys had been hawking empanadas that you refused to call empanadas at church for the whole time I'd been there. They're pastelillos. Yes. <laughs> Why you guys can't call them empanadas because like the rest really of the world. it's really fun to watch the, um, the English-speaking but population. But no one had to told me it. about mofongo, and it was... So I don't, you'll probably describe it better than, than me. Mm -hmm. Explain this dish to the listeners. Okay. So how do um, we spell mofongo? M-O-F-O-N-G-O. Like it sounds. And I feel like my white guy pronunciation is pretty good. It is. It is actually very good. I know exactly what you're talking about. No, I sound like a native speaker. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you do is you take, uh, well, I'm going to explain how you make it. It's plantains, right? But they're not ripe yet. So they're not sweet. And that's why they're, it's a savory dish. So you take plantains, um, cut them up, you fry them, and then you mash them like potatoes and you fry them again. And then they sh- they're they shaped like a bowl and then they're filled with um, whatever you want. Did you have Different it filled meats. with something? Yes. Oh, uh, now listen, listeners, <laughs> this is a service to you. Yes. You'll back me up here. You're welcome. If, if you are going to get meat from Puerto Ricans and you have a choice of meats, the only answer, the only answer is pork. Mm-hmm. Now- they might try and throw you off. You might see carnitas. Yes. That's the pork. That is what you want. Puerto Ricans have this relationship with pork that the rest of the world has not attained. Yeah. It might exceed bacon. It's good. Like <laughs> if you're if you can like if you're having a potluck mm-hmm. and you don't have a Puerto Rican friend, you find a you make a Puerto <laughs> Rican friend and you invite them and when they ask what they can bring you tell them pork. You tell them pork. And then you hop on Instagram, you DM me, and you say, thank you, Kale. Yep. Thank you. You were <laughs> right again. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and then that, just making the pork is a process. Yes. It's an all-day making process. So there's different things you can call it, carnitas, lechon. Um, there's another one that's skipping my mind right now. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So you had the... The experience. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was even, like, I don't think the pork was fried. That's not how you guys make it. It's no, more no, of like a slow, slow cook, roasted, roast. Po- yeah. over coals. Um, but the pork had like a, a crisp edge to it, almost like they had. So I, I either kind of got some of the crust from the outside, which mm-hmm. I'm down for, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a barbecue guy. Yeah. So I get that. Um, it was just, it was just absolute perfection. Yeah. Absolute perfection. The other stop we made while we were there, I forget the name of the place. But there's a restaurant in San Juan, Puerto Rico, that claims to have invented the pina colada. Oh, yeah. There are a few of those. I don't know if they did. I don't know if they didn't. I don't care uh, because what I had there that blew my mind was their tres leches. Ooh, Puerto Rican tres leches. Yes. Yeah. You can't beat it. So, again, for That wasn't the, the first time you've had it? That wasn't the first time I had had Trace Late Chase, but it was the best I have had before or since. Okay. Hands down. Yeah. Um, so again, for the listeners, I feel like my temperament, my belief on things, I feel like I probably attract a lot of Midwesterners. So for the Midwesterners, <laughs> what Trace Late Chase cake is, yes. um, is it's cake. 
obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and leche is milk. milk. And so mm-hmm. there's like condensed milk and all that involved. So it's this very moist, actually like wet, like dripping yes. uh, cake. And it's very, very tasty, very rich. And the best I've ever had yeah. was at that restaurant. And actually, it's got like the whipped cream on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I, we ordered a, a virgin pina colada. Okay. You have to there. And we ordered a trace leches that we cha- shared. And the picture that we have is of a mostly full pina colada uh-huh. and an empty plate because like the trace leches <laughs> didn't A, like we're not like, here's the food right. I'm about to eat kind of people. Yeah. Not really my bag. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh we're like, ah, you know, whatever, we're on vacation. The cake didn't didn't make it to the picture. Tangent here. Um, did you are you technically you're not considered a millennial, or are you? Not only am I not considered a millennial, right? Um I am okay, break let's break them down again here. I'm like right on a on a borderline. You're like, yeah. A lot of my I'm because I was born in 80. Okay. So, so I'm trying. right at the tail end of the generation before most of my friends. So I'm not even an, an Xer, I think. Really? I don't even know what's pre-X, All right. to be honest. We're actually, we're going to go to the Google. Time to Google it. Um, and the reason I ask is because the comment you made about taking a picture of the food. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very distinctive millennial trait. I feel like there's some people that can pull it off. Like if you're... I get that some people like that's their, they're a, a blogger, a they're blogger, whatever. Yeah. But so many people are like, sometimes a meal calls for it. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, this food's about to change my life and you need to know. Yeah. But just like, a, hey, I'm going to eat this club sandwich with fries for lunch. Nobody cares. No. Literally, absolutely no one cares about that. I think if you're still doing that, you're stuck in an era for sure. Well, and here's what I think throws it off. And this is true of a lot of things. Um, if you're a pretty girl, People click like on whatever you post. Doesn't really matter. They'll they'll click a little heart. They'll click a little thumbs up. So and that leads you into this false sense of oh, people do care what I'm people, I'm eating for yeah, this meal. They they don't. Fair. You're just pretty. <laughs> and I know it's hard for you to understand that like if you were ugly, people wouldn't care what you were eating. But know. let me tell you, I don't post food. Nobody photos. cares what I'm eating. Okay, so this list I'm on right now, this is from careerplanner.com, so this has no almost no validity whatsoever. This puts the break for Gen X at 79. Okay. But I have seen them that put it at 1980. Mm. So, but this one actually also inserts a median that I hadn't ever seen. Oh, so this has millennials terms? starting at 80 and running until 94. That doesn't um, sound right. No, this is dumb. The internet's dumb. <laughs> Why'd you click that one, Kale? Um, it said it was quoting Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. What generation am I by age? Here we go. I was born in... Scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling, scrolling. Uh, all right. This says I'm a Gen Xer. Yeah, I yeah. would. I would say that. Popular names of Xers born in 1980, Michael, Christopher, Jason, David, James. We weren't very adventurous. <laughs> Jennifer, Amanda, Jessica, Melissa, Sarah. I oh, would say based on life names. experience that those lists are very accurate. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds yeah, about right. I'm, I'm thinking about the people I, I went through school with and lots of those, lots of those names. Right. You don't see a kale on there though. Famous Gen Xers. Oh, here we go. Number one. Kim Kardashian. No. Look, see the way I planned that callback in the podcast? And you never even saw that coming. No, that was Channing Tatum. Okay. 
So this has given us all Gen Xers that were born in 80. In 80, like 1980? Yes. Okay. Katie LeBlanc, I have no idea who that is. Uh, nope. Nick Cannon, I wish I didn't know who that was. Wow. Matt Slays, comma, YouTube star, because that's a thing. We're going to talk about YouTube stars in a minute. Don't let me forget. I'm so okay. angry. Okay. <laughs> Shay, Carl, but the last three people on the list are YouTube stars. I'm glad that they have to like differentiate. Now, here's what's funny. Number seven on the list here is Billy LeBlanc. I'm going to guess that Billy is related to Katie LeBlanc, number three on the list. However, like Kim Kardashian says reality star. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of. Reality is a weird way to spell porn, but sure. (laughs) Uh, Channing Tatum, movie actor. Absolutely. Sure. Spot on. Um, Katie LeBlanc, family member. I don't Uh, think you can be famous. unless Maybe if you're a royal, you can be famous for being a family member. Family member. But for Billy LeBlanc, it says YouTube star. So maybe she's the family member of YouTube star. That must be. So let's see. If I jump over to 1981, it... uh, I feel it like it absolutely says uh, that's where the common break is 8081 okay. Gen X and millennial. Wow. I feel like there's a lot of millennials who were born in 81, 82 who are pretty pissed about their label cuz you know, there's still that whole running joke millennials are millennials. Well, that first crappy list I was looking at had a median okay. for zennials. Ooh, I hate it. Oh yeah, no, it's horrible. I hate that word. But it was for that <laughs> I, I do feel like that's legit, though. There are some people that were in between there. Like, yeah. that that very leading edge of millennial. Yeah. I feel like you get a bad rap. I feel like you get lumped in with some not-so-positive character traits. Yes. Um, and they, they have all the, yeah, all the traits of Gen X. Yeah. But they just have the label of millennial, unfortunately. So now with this YouTube star thing. Oh, please. Have you heard of the Try Guys? I have. I have. I love them. (laughs) So disappointed. Now, uh, in fairness, in fairness, I'll say I've consumed and seen exactly none of their content. Okay. Okay. However. I do know of the scandal. I know they are based out of BuzzFeed and Mm -hmm. that alone, it's strike one. That does not bode well (laughs) for you, your content, and really who you are as a human being. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I had this tiniest whiff of whatever's going on with them. That's to say I was on either a social media site or a news site mm-hmm. and saw something about X member, you know, whatever their drama. Right. Listeners, you don't, you don't need to, to know their drama really to understand this. So my wife tonight was like, oh, did you see the SNL skit about this? Oh my gosh. No, I did not. Now we've established here on the podcast that I not only believe SNL is not funny, but that it has never been funny. And the reason that so many of us, because SNL has been around a long time now, Mm -hmm. say, oh, it was really funny when. Mm -hmm. The reason we all think that, whether you think it's the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, is because every once in a while, they're hilarious. Every once in a while. And that's the stuff that sticks. And you don't remember the garbage in between. So, I mean, maybe... Maybe. I, I mean, I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched an episode of SNL. Right. Um, but maybe when I would, I'd l- like laugh, like legit laugh once out of three, four, five episodes. I think I can see that. So I don't know any of the actors that were in this sketch. I didn't recognize any of them from SNL. Okay. Um, 
but it's hilarious. Really? Listeners, you got to go and look this up. SNL Try Guys will get you there. And again, you don't know, you don't need the context. You don't need to know who the Try Guys are. Mm -hmm. You don't need to understand their drama because it's just this perfect satire and send up of the whole, the whole culture, the whole phenomenon around the idea that like this little bit of internal drama around these social media celebrities is mm-hmm. like actual news and matters to life uh, to the extent that, so I, as I understand it, you correct me because you know who these guys are. Yes. So the Try Guys, they're from BuzzFeed mm-hmm. and their whole shtick is right there in the name. They'll try anything. Yeah. So whatever that, I, again, I haven't consumed the content. I don't even know what mm-hmm. all they're trying. But food, fashion trends, whatever, they'll try yeah. it. There's a few episodes where, you know, they tried drag, they tried posting thirst trap photos, they tried they tried anything, um, waxing, you know, parts of their body, they've tried all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, heels, yeah. different, like wearing yeah. heels and walking around in them, you know, just for content. Yeah, the kind of stuff that was getting laughs in rom coms ten to fifteen years ago and is in no way original. Excellent. <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw Steve Carell do the whole waxing thing. We all know the bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he, I'm going to guess, I don't even need to see theirs, that he did it better. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if they're all a guy, like the Spice Girls all, like the Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, possible I know too mm-hmm. much, but they're all a guy, right? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. one of the guys was the wife guy. Yes. Although I think two of them are married. More than one is married, but he, that was his but thing. That was yeah. the stick, right? Yeah, yeah. And so wife guy ends up making out with some chick, not his wife. Right. As I understand it, consensual make out. And it was like, just that don't know, don't care. Yeah. Um, but they very publicly and dramatically parted ways. Oh yeah. With wife they guy shunned him, which is funny because I'm like, Obviously, I come from like a Christian worldview, a Christian background, and I get it. Like a pastor has a moral failure. I get like you don't get to do your job anymore, at least not for a while, at least not with, you know, some whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some counseling, some penance, whatever. Um, But like if that's not what you're about, if you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. No, I get that. I'm like, can you lose your, your secular job? For extramarital romantic behavior, if it didn't involve the workplace, I, I think wife guys probably got a lawsuit on his hands. Yeah, but it did. She was she worked at BuzzFeed too. But is either one of them supervising the other? I don't know. Well, That's- not okay. So this makes the story extra ridiculous. She worked at BuzzFeed as what? I have no idea. I just know that she worked so at BuzzFeed. I only know because of the SNL skit. <laughs> she was like a, a baby girl or something. I don't know. Oh. I'm probably going way back to the 90s with the Bebe's kids. <laughs> but um, it was some similarly ridiculous name. All right. So, like, I watched the skit. It's funny because, to me, the joke is, like, mocking that anybody cares about this, that this was treated as news, that this was whatever. It's an excellent skit. We'll mm-hmm. watch it before you leave. We're not okay. going to play it on the pod because I think, Bad things happen if I do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listeners, go go watch yeah, it. Go watch it. SNL, try guys. But then, this is where the depressing part comes in. Then I'm like, what are these try guys all about? So I look them up on YouTube. Listen, when you're when you're in media, I think it's fair to say I'm in media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, just barely, yeah. right? But I'm in media. 
I know my numbers. Kind of. It's really hard to wrap your mind around because like the numbers that Anchor gives me, where Anchor's saying we're pulling the numbers from everybody, mm-hmm. but the my Anchor numbers don't match. Right. My Apple numbers don't match my Spotify numbers. It's infuriating. Yeah. Um, I don't share my numbers here. They're my numbers. When I feel like they're impressive, maybe I'll share them. But I'll tell you what, what I don't have, what I don't have is 8 million subscribers like the Try Guys do. Yeah, we're not there yet. Now, am I 100% certain without ever watching a second of their actual content that what I'm giving you here on the Solid 7 (laughs) podcast is better? Yes, I am. I'm certain of it. I'm certain of it. 8 million subscribers. Their video that they made to their fans about all this major drama around Wife Guy has 10 million views. We live in the movie Idiocracy. (laughs) I don't understand. Well, I mean, you and I had a moment before the before this episode where we were talking about social media and you were very proudly showing me this reel that you created and not understanding why it didn't get as much traction. And I said something really silly like, oh, it's the audio you used, which used a Buble song, which is Michael Buble is fantastic. Who doesn't love Michael Buble? I looked, this is probably not the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Uh This is why you make a living at this and why, you know, nobody follows me on Instagram. (laughs) Um, hey, listeners, follow me on Instagram. Here, I post this occasionally on my personal social media because mm-hmm. I'm no influencer, but I've got a decent number of followers on my social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, if you're following this account and you're not following the podcast account, unfollow me. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Fans of Kale, um, personally. But so what I did, I'm like, because I had an awesome guest on last episode, Jeff Smith from Colorado Craft Beef. Yeah. Awesome. Loved it. And I'm like, Dude sent me a box of steak. We're friends. Like, you know how they're like, uh, you know, if you want to be friends with a dog, feed him. It it works for dudes. He, <laughs> he sent, sent you a whole the, box of meat. I Jeff and that. I have never met in person. He already outranked several people on my friend list. You know why? <laughs> They've never given me a box of steak. That's true. And it was good steak. Oh, my gosh. It was good steak. Um, and so I'm like, no, I want to. That was awesome of him to do. He didn't need to do that. I would have had him on the podcast either way. I like what they're about. I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, but I wanted to show him some love, right? Like I'm cooking up these steaks, you know, like, yeah, I want to make, you know, some people salivate, right? Yeah. It was almost a literal thirst trap. I mean, it was food, <laughs> but not, not drink. Um, so I'm cooking up these ribeyes. I'm like, I'm going to make a reel out of this. Mm-hmm. The listeners know mm-hmm. reels, not really my bag. I'll kind of do a story. Yeah. I'll do yeah. a post. Mm-hmm. Reels, yeah, tough nut to crack for me. But I'm like, I'm gonna do a reel. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I pulled up the list of music there, yeah, and I looked at the songs that had been used for the most number of reels. Was that not the right thing to do? Like that wasn't the most. That Buble song wasn't the most, but it had right. been used in a lot. Yeah. Well, and then what I didn't see though was your hashtags. I didn't see that too. And the hashtags, they're hit or miss. But did you use a good number of hashtags and which ones did you What use? I've seen mm-hmm. from the very limited amount of time and research I'm willing to spend on this, again, I'm like, I, I'm i an idiot, okay? Because at uh, one time I'll be like, man, if people just find the podcast, I think it'll go. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, I'm like, I hate social media and I'm never doing it. And I will <laughs> never touch TikTok and China can bite me. That I stand by. I'll <laughs> fail before I'll be on TikTok. Sorry. Okay. Um, We're holding you to that. But... Uh, and I still haven't uh, used bet or cap, so there. 
That's a callback to our last episode That's together. That's very true. Um, but uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I lost it. What reels, was my point? Your unpopular reels. Oh, the, yeah. Yep. No, I saw somewhere that I'm like, there, there's an over-under, right? There's a sweet spot on hashtags, as I understand it. Yes. What I've seen is that that sweet spot is 11. Okay. But that that's not a hard set thing. No. Nope. So I'll normally try and stay, you know, I try not to go much over right. that. Mm-hmm. Because, A, I don't know if there's any science behind that 11 thing, but also when I'm looking at a poster reel and there's a billion, mm-hmm. like, I don't like you as a person who posted this. I don't like you. <laughs> so you've got to skip and it. So it's you too much. Scroll down. It's too much. It is. Well, also because you're manually putting in your hashtags, which we talked about yes. that as well. Yes. Um, and there's ways to get around yeah. that. But now I have found, I think you'll be proud of this, a site. I don't remember the name of it, but like you'll put in your topic and it will show you the most popular hashtags associated with it. I have used that. So I I'll do that to pick name, out some but... of my hashtags. Mm-hmm. I don't, sometimes because I'm me, I just do the hashtags that I think are funny. Right. Uh, and I do the informational ones. Mm-hmm. I also use, because I'm, you know, a zennial, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I use hashtags in places where hashtags don't matter. Yeah. Like for in instance, the you DM were, to me, <laughs> <laughs> it was an ac- it was, was, it was funny and accurate. Yeah. And then you misspelled it, which was even better. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks it for It was something me. about like. That's such a teacher thing to do. How dare you? Listen. How dare you I'm red just, ink my DM? I, Because I, I, I was like, what is he trying to tell? Oh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure what the hashtag was, I know you have a book in your bag. Like that yeah. was the entire hashtag. Because you were going to come over early to right. teach me the internet. Right. Um, And so I'm like, hey, at some point. I'll have to bail to help put the kids to sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I said, but I figure you're the kind of person that can entertain yourself. Hashtag, I know there's a book in your bag. <laughs> and in fact, there was a book in your bag. Yeah, I, I know it the, out. Yes, uh-huh. I know these yeah, things. It's not the same book as the last time. I gave up on that book, unfortunately. It was um, it was great. It was Dune, which we I don't know if we talked about the yeah. book that I had. Um, yeah. Smelled great. Old yes. book smell, you know. Um, but I couldn't. I, I could not. That's, I don't know. Are you familiar with that story at all? Yeah, I haven't. I feel like I should have read Dune and I feel like I'm the kind of person who would enjoy it, but I never have read it. Yeah. It's okay. It's one of those stories, at least for me personally, I was three quarters of the way through and I'm still waiting for the story to start. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So I invested a lot of time just a lot of time reading it and it's disappointing anyway. Uh, where are you? Cause we've talked about like you being an avid reader, I think mm-hmm. before and an author working on your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have, I worry about this with the podcast sometimes, right? Like having Jeff, having Jeff Smith on, mm-hmm. uh, right. Uh, we connected on Instagram as one does. We're starting to put it together. So I'm trying to get a feel for who Jeff is. Right. So he's been on several podcasts. I actually, I posted about one, uh, 100%. If you liked last week's podcast with Jeff, you want to hear more from him, go to the cleared hot podcast with Andy stump two Oh five. Excellent episode. Mm-hmm. But I'm always hesitant to listen to stuff like that. One, because I don't, I never want my conversations on here to feel canned. I want them to be very natural, and I want to discover the conversation along with the listeners. Like there is some thought that goes into what I do, mm-hmm. particularly with a guest like that. Um, but then too, I'm like, I don't want to just regurgitate that. Like I just, I don't want to recreate the other podcast. So I kind of don't want it in my head. Right. Okay. And also, I'm always, I have a tendency where if I know, um, like whatever. I'll give more leading questions. Right. Right. Or like, I'll tell the person's story instead of them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's not, nobody wants to hear the story from, from me. <laughs> so are you like that with books? Like you're an, like you're a voracious reader, Okay. but also trying to write, like, does that invade the thoughts of your own plot, your characters, your narrative? 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm on my third edit right now and with a through my the manuscript that I've been reading. Yeah. And it's a fantasy. I think we've talked about this. It's like um middle middle grade, so it's not quite young adult fantasy. Anyway, so I'm working on it and as I'm reading these chapters, I'm like I know exactly what book I was reading at that time because it sounds a lot like C.S. Lewis and I'm using a lot of weird verbiage that I wasn't reading. You know, I don't yeah. usually use, so I have to take it out. So it's bothering me in the editing process, but it's also kind of fun. I was like, oh, I was reading this book. I can tell because I use that word and where did that word come from? So Have we already established, and I can't remember the industry term for it, but if I don't get a preprint, is it a reader's copy? If I don't get a preprint copy... Oh no! It's lose my number. Yeah. Lose my number. <laughs> no Actually, I don't know if you even. I was thinking guest. that, like, I went to text you uh-huh. today about recording oh, I, yeah. to come over, I don't and have I'm like, number. I don't even have. Nope. That's very millennial of me. It is. Yeah, we only like we communicate just DM. through yeah. DMs. That's it. Which, what more do you need? And whenever we run into each other at festivals, and so Mark Zuckerberg can read everything we write to each other. <laughs> meta, um, so meta. But anyway. so you gave up on Dune. I did. I gave up on Dune. Now, I know I'm reading a book about writing, which is sounds super boring, but very it's meta. Not. Very meta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meta used to be meta was the original word for beta male, but it's not. It's a whole other thing now. I've never heard of that. Oh. I know what a beta male is, but I mean, Wait, like, hang meta. on. Am I wrong? Am I? I think Metro, sorry. Metro. I'm confusing my MET words. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, I know. Well, the nerd in me knows what meta is yeah. short for. Do I want to share it here? Yeah, I'm going to share it here because we talked about yeah. it. It's short for metacognition, I think. Now you're just making things up? No, metacognition is thinking about thinking. So meta is when something is about something deeper within that. Like a book about writing, that's meta. I would have just said it's the movie Inception and been done with it. Oh, which yeah. Which isn't really meta. No, no, no. The nerd in me, I can't I can't make yeah. it that simple. Yeah. I, have to, I have to mansplain, but I'm not a man, so I guess it's so. just explaining... I started to ask before I distracted myself, like, where you're at as a reader in life now. Like, once upon a time, if I started a book, it was really, like, sunk cost fallacy. Like, even if it was a trudge, even if I wasn't enjoying it, I'm like, ah, like, I've put so much time into it. I'm going to finish it. And now I'm like, if this is sucking the life out of me, I'm done. Yeah. It's not worth it. Oh, what? I spent 10 bucks on this on Kindle or I spent 20 bucks on this in the real world? Mm -hmm. It's not... Like that's not enough to waste my time not enjoying yeah. a book. And that's the worst part is when you like spend money on a book and then you don't yeah. finish it because then you realize it's like, well, at least if it's pretty, you can put it on your bookshelf yes. and it's a, you know. Most of them are, even if they're crap. That's if it's hardback and you take the dust cover off, true. it's going to look nice on the shelf. That is very true. People don't know that. Take yeah. the dust cover off. You'll look fancy. It'll look super classy yeah. and then yeah. they'll pull it off the shelf I've got and a, it's Twilight. I've got a Ronda Rousey book in there. The cover off, know. it looks dope. I would never know. looks dope. <laughs> Um, I th- yeah. I'm trying to think of the last thing I just bailed on that would maybe shock people. And it was probably, I think it is the most recent since he hasn't dropped a book in forever. Um, Game of Thrones book, oh. which I don't even know which one that would have been. Okay. But it was just such a trudge. I'm yeah, like, I'm, I'm done, man. I don't care. I, I haven't don't care. gotten into any of the games. And of let's Thrones. be honest, bro. You're going to die before that last one comes out anyways. <laughs> Everybody better just be okay with the HBO show's ending and the sequels because that's what you get. That's what you're going to get. I guess get. it's a prequel. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of prequels, you did ask me about Rings of Power. <laughs> this is shocking. This is shocking because <laughs> we sat down here. We're kind of going through our show notes, right? Like what we might talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and for sure, 
For sure, I said confidently. You've been watching Rings of Power. To which you replied. Mm, to which I replied, I was. Uh, I got through the first two episodes, which apparently are the only two decent ones. Um, I did not read the reviews before because I don't do that for shows. Right. Um, but I had heard people have told me, have you read the reviews for this show? I'm like, no, why would I do that? It's Lord of the Rings. It's going to be great. Um, and I also wanted to prove the reviews wrong. Like yes. I love taking something that's I'm, – I'm a, I'm a hater on the inside. Like yeah. I love – that's why I haven't seen Game of Thrones because I'm like, I can't. There's just too many people loving it right now. I can't do it. Yeah. It's so also softcore porn. So there's that. There's that as yeah. well. Um, so, but then I would, they were like, oh, well, the reviews are all blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I want to watch this show and I want to say that I like it anyway. And I just mm. couldn't get past the second episode. <laughs> I was That's, like, this, this is, this is too much. I See, I was the other way around. At, like, I just wasn't sure if I was feeling it at first. Right. Peter Jackson set the bar so high with the movies. Mm-hmm. I've said it on here before. I'll probably say it on this podcast again. He really did. Movies rarely live up to books. Rarely, if ever. At best, they're entertaining of their own right, mm-hmm. even though they're not the same as the book. The Lord of the Rings movies are the truest and the closest to the text of any movies that have ever been mo- made based on a book, especially if you watch the extended versions. Oh, my God. They were a visual marvel. Everything about them was perfect except for the Ents, but I also don't know how you would have done the Ents any better. For those of you who are listening and aren't nerds, that's the big talking walking trees. Um, and it was fantastic. And the yeah. actors were glorious. And we all had a crush on Viggo Mortensen, all of us. And Orlando Bloom. Um, yes, Legolas, of course. <laughs> um, and so, like, the bar's high, right? Mm-hmm. It got lowered some by the Hobbit trilogy, which should have been one rock-solid movie and not one mediocre trilogy. Yep. Um, and so, like, the, somewhere there's a mix in there. But it's, like, it's, it's a tough bar, yeah. right, to get over. And you're not working, you're working from source material, but you're not working off of a book, right? Like he was just talking such a beast. Like he developed five languages. He's a linguist by trade, Mm -hmm. like developed Elvish is a language you can learn and speak and write. And write um, all of those things. uh, Yeah. All, all of it. Right. So develops these languages. Obviously it's based on Anglo-Saxon history and culture and, Mm -hmm. and whatever, um, and that's what some people are up in arms about. And some people are like, oh, you're just being racist. You're just whatever. Yeah. I got no dog in that hunt. I'm like, well, whatever. You guys go fight about that. <laughs> um, but so like I, I was a fan. Like I hadn't read the books. I, somehow I got all the way through like elementary, middle, high school. Didn't have to read yeah. the, any of them, which is yeah. very rare. So I wasn't as excited about the movies as most people. And the movies, I did it backwards. I saw the movies and then read the books. Yeah. Um. And neither ruined the other for me. They were excellent. Mm-hmm. So, but he wrote all, he wanted like the history of this world, the history of Middle Earth to feel real. So he went back and wrote the history too, but yeah. in like pieces, not in stories. He had started to, mm-hmm. and some of it's been pieced together into stuff that you can read. It's a bit of a trudge. Like you got to, it's like reading history book. Like it it's like, really it's is. like reading Beowulf. Yeah. It's, oh gosh. <laughs> but like it is. It's like school. this yeah. old, you know, old English kind of vibe and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's deep into the mythology. And so like it's packaged together as the Silmarillion. And so, but they're not like they didn't just go pick that up off the shelf and they're doing that. They're pulling from pieces of that. Yeah, and, but and in doing that they're whatever. still doing things that aren't necessarily not canon, but like it just to me makes no sense. And I would say the biggest thing was they okay they in the movies i'm sure you'll remember this they made such a big deal about and i'm i'm 
horrible right now. I cannot remember her name about, um, Galadriel. Nope. Okay. The one who killed the wraith in return of the King and how she said, I am no man. Yes. That was huge. Yes. But now these rings of power, it's like, no, there's a million women soldiers. Like that's not even, we don't, it's not a big deal. So I was like, wait a minute. But the whole point of that whole scene, it just kind of cheapens the scene. Yeah. You know, if, if you take that. So that was part of a little bit of my beef with it personally. I'm like, it's not so even So you're ruining. actually in the, like, it's too female centric crowd. Ish. Well, because again, because it was such a powerful scene in the, in the movie and in the books, like, oh my gosh, he was killed by a woman. Yeah. And now if you, if you're reading, you're looking at this trilogy and then, or this prequel, whatever, and you're like, oh yeah, he was killed by a woman. Okay. You know? So. Yeah. That hadn't clicked for me, but maybe that wasn't because that wasn't as big. And okay. You've heard me, I assume on the podcast mock, like the forced woman power scene in yes. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Her scene mm-hmm. is what they were going for and missed. They overdid it. Right. Her scene was that. Yeah, it was. And now they're cheapening it yeah. because they're trying. So that was that was kind of my beef with it. And as far as like the races, you know, that's that's a weird line to tread. And I don't even know. It's just the wrong time in history to, to try to right. do it. And I get it's fictional. It's made up. It's whatever. So you cast whoever. Who, who cares? It, um, just, it felt like. It feels like they're doing a Disney thing where they're um, with um, the Mandalorian, which I loved the Mandalorian. I'm not even a Star Wars fan and I yeah. love the Mandalorian, but it feels like they're doing that. Like they're trying to have a baby Yoda somewhere, you know, that they're trying to, it's, it feels like a money grab and I don't like it. It did. I don't feel like it's um, like Elon's take early on was like, Oh, I didn't read that. Oh, Elon was knocking it because. Uh, it was like all woman power and that wasn't very Tolkien and, mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of that might've just been Elon trolling right. Jeff Bezos because yeah. Elon troll. Um, but it is in the sense of like, if you were to match kind of character for character, which you can't entirely do, but Galadriel is Aragorn. Right. Like she's like the big, like she's the main like focus on this warrior, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, instead of like a gang of boy hobbits, <laughs> you've got a gang of girl Harfoots, right. which are hobbits. They're yeah. just on the move. Um, you see where as like uh, in the in the trilogy, the books and the movies, uh, female dwarves are kind of like there's even a comment like you can't hardly tell them apart from because the men. Because they have beards, right? Right. So there's a a female dwarf, very prominent. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a beard. She's very feminine and she's looking. and she's very forceful, right? So yeah. like her son or her husband is the prince mm-hmm. of the dwarves in Moria. So again, for the non nerds, Moria in the main movies is where they fight like the fire demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but she's kind of like co-leading with him, right. which again, but stuff like that's not a big turnoff for me, right? Like that's John and Abigail Adams, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like Abigail was every bit the force that John was. Right. Um, you know, so that's not a big deal for me. And so I was kind of feeling it at the start and it was like a slow start. Yeah. And I felt like it got better. Like I've thoroughly enjoyed the series. Okay. The season finale drops tomorrow. I'm, I'm here for, for it. it. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if it's can't miss television, Yeah. but the visuals, they didn't nail the visuals. Like it's, the show is beautiful. It, it holds is. up to the movies. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. I will say going back to Moria, I was very, very excited. That was one of my yeah. favorite scenes when they showed Moria and it's like original glory. Oh my I was gosh. like, okay, this is 
fantastic. Yeah. And it's like that thing fulfilled, right? Because they're talking about like the grandeur How of great this thing. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And so to see it, and they did it right. Like mm-hmm. they really did it justice. Yeah. Um, I like the guy that's playing Elrond. I think he does a great job with Even it. Even with his like 2022 haircut. Even with it. I'm okay <laughs> with it. The only acting I'm not happy with in the show is the King of the Elves. It's just, okay. I don't know if it's poorly written or poorly acted, but yeah. that character is just bleh. Yeah. I can't super um, tell after I only watched the first two episodes, yeah. but now you're convincing me. Maybe I'll yeah. go back and watch it. And then it. also I'm like, you look at Galadriel from the movies and from the books and I'm like, this chick's like Joan of Arc. Right. Right. And by time we see her in the movies and in the trilogy, yeah. she's just kind of a chill queen that maybe mm-hmm. if you gave her the ring of power, she might destroy everything and rule the world, but she's not going to do it. So we're good. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. You got the little mystery dude from space that yeah, so we're still may or may not out. be Gandalf. We don't know if this guy's good, <laughs> bad. We don't know what's going on. So it's interesting to know that we still don't know what, what I mean, again, second after the second episode, yeah. we don't know who he is. But And there's some, you know, creepy witch people after him, and we don't know what they're about either. So okay. maybe if I had actually trudged through and read The Silmarillion, I'd know, but I don't. So Even I could not get through that yeah. one, it's to be tough, honest. Right? It's ugh, Like yeah. Tolkien, easily one of the greatest authors in English canon. Absolutely. Hands down, yeah. right? Um, but man, Silmarillion's tough, but it's, he, it was supposed to be, I mean, it reads like history because it's supposed to read like history. I mean, he, he built that world, you know, yeah. we didn't, as a writer, you know, we're talking about world building and like as a fantasy writer, that's one of the biggest headaches. A lot of people just choose to write normal modern day novels because they don't have to build the world. It takes yes. place in this world, but like world building is so involved. And I didn't realize that when I started my story, I'm like, Oh, every little thing needs to be explained. Like he built his world before he even started his story, which a lot of authors do the opposite, right? They're like, oh, I should go back and explain this. And he was like, let me just make this world. And now let me make my story. And he spent like decades doing that. So mad respect for him. It's not like all of the best literature that has that, but almost without fail, the literature that does have that is, is gigantic. Mm -hmm. The Harry Potter series come to mind. Like chick built a universe. Mm -hmm. Do I agree with all of her rewrites after the fact? <laughs> no, no. Do I think it's cheap to go? Oh, of course he was gay. I almost said Gandalf. <laughs> that I almost, was, confu- that was I almost confused my it. wizards there. Um, but, uh, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, ah, come on. I don't know. As a, I have, I do have mad respect for JK Rowling though. Yeah. Like, and she has also stood up to some mob stuff in her day as well. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's such a rich world. Mm -hmm. Like, so, and so like those little pieces stand out and you see it in, in film and in, in literature. Yeah. Like there's a few different series that have managed to do that where it's like back to the, the big star Wars does that. Right. And not, not on the same scale. So it's weird to lump them in, but when you think about it, it just, it does it. Back to the Future pulls it off. Indiana Jones pulls it off. Oh, man. It's this whole little thing unto itself. Harrison Ford said he's down to do one more. I don't know. They I, they need to, and I'll tell you why. To because they need the to redeem skull. the crystal. <laughs> they need to treat it like the one like OG Hulk movie. Yeah. Like, just write it out of canon. It was yeah. just one weird thing. 
Oh my gosh. Shia LaBeouf was there. Things got crazy. We don't know what happened. <laughs> and we're just going to pretend it wasn't a thing. That, that's just not going to be part of the, yes. the whole. If, when you buy the whole like multi pack or it's whatever, not it's not even in there. No, yeah, yeah, no. You got to go buy it on like the dark web, <laughs> Silk Road. Like if you want to watch this thing, let's just pretend. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a part of the history. Wow. That would be amazing though if Harrison Ford came back. One more time. Yeah. You know who I think should take on the role? I'm a genius. I don't know why Hollywood doesn't call me. The perfect Indiana Jones in Hollywood right now. And I get, I get right that I fanboy about him on this podcast all the time. Chris Pratt should be Indiana Jones. Oh my gosh. Right? That would be fantastic. Uh, it's right there. It's, it's right there. <laughs> Come on, just Hollywood. Just take it and do it. Just, just do it. Oh, he'd be fantastic. He's I already on the you. Disney payroll. Just do it. Yeah, but no. Yeah. Now, not to, not to the exclusion of playing James Reese. Please keep the terminalist content coming. <laughs> but it, it, he'd be the perfect indie. I agree with you. Give him some stubble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But so I'm I'm trying to see like how that would work out with Harrison Ford and Chris. But I guess passing the torch. Yeah. If it would. That be was a kind of the situation. plan for Shia LaBeouf, and then, but that was I think Yikes. before he had really kind of gone off. Gone the off end. the deep end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Shia. It is child actors, man. When you're successful, not a lot of them make it out okay. Yeah, no, that's Feeling very like true. Barry Barrymore's mostly all right. She, yeah, but she went through some stuff. Yeah, a lot of them do. Most of them do. And then I don't know if you saw Jeanette McCurdy's uh, book. Um, I mean, I I know who Jeanette McCurdy of course, is, but, but for, for the, the listener, listeners, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, she played um, <laughs> Sam on iCarly, which right, yes. that was a little bit. I believe I that was not, more millennial targeted than a Gen Xer like it myself. It was, absolutely. Yeah. But she wrote a book recently called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And the whole- It's inflammatory. Right. And the yeah. whole story is basically how she was pushed into child acting and a lot of things happened to her that were just not cool. Yeah. And she didn't realize it until it was way later down the line. Like she's my age now yeah. and she's looking back and she's like, what in the world was happening? So she just writes about it all in this book and it's, it's pretty crazy, but I think it's pretty typical of the child actor. Me not being one, I wouldn't know, yeah. but. I think uh, some people think they're weirdos because of the Christianity, but I feel like Kirk and Candace Cameron came out. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they made it yeah. out. Ricky Schroeder. I feel like got out normal. Okay. I don't, I don't know. How that is. Um, you do. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Do you ever watch NYPD Blue? You probably weren't old enough for it. I was barely old enough for NYPD Blue. It was more my parents' not. show. Yeah, no. He was on the show Silver Spoons. Um, no. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He also okay. he had a uh, like, recurring guest arc on Scrubs. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. He was the I male nurse him. that dated Elliot. Got it. Oh, okay. But he I has didn't a know whole he was a child big star. canon before okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you you forget sometimes too, and it's a lot of times it's with Disney, like their careers start there, mm -hmm. like pop stars and actors and stuff too. So you forget like, um, uh, what's his name? Really pretty. He was in Baywatch. He was in The Greatest Showman. No. no. Um, oh, Zach Efron. Yes. Yeah. Like he's That's like right. straight he up was Disney a child, kid. Child star. Mm -hmm. um, Ariana Grande. Obviously, they're a little like out of the Zeke guys now, but yeah. um, Brittany was a oh, was a yeah. Disney oh, kid. Poor Brittany. Um, who's the one? Christina Aguilera Justin was. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. They started Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. All of that. But it's a whole twisted world. Like there was a minute that I wanted to be a child actress and my mom was like, absolutely not ever. Yeah. No, you're not going. You're not going to do that. And I'm really glad she did because <laughs> that could have been, I mean- not to say that I would have been successful, but if on the off chance that it would have happened, 
Yeah. You know, I, I'm just, no. Speaking of actors coming back, um, Hugh Jackman is coming back. So excited. To do Wolverine. I'm so excited. There was a, um, there was, have you seen The Greatest Showman? Yes. It's okay. fantastic. Yeah. So there was a, a guy made a reel, your favorite, of, um, it was like Ryan Reynolds coming to Hugh Jackman and convincing him to be a part of, to come back as yes. Wolverine. Um, and it was basically like the songs from um, Greatest Showman, like he's putting the offer out and like yes. all that stuff. And he did a whole spoof. It was, it was hilarious. So listeners, if you care about this at all, then you're probably already aware of it. But if not, somehow, if you've missed this or, you know, if it's not really your bag, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, movie star. If, if you don't know who Ryan Reynolds is, I don't know how to help you. Um, but more, more comedic for sure. And, uh, he plays Deadpool mm -hmm. and actually Deadpool wouldn't exist without Ryan Reynolds. That's very true. So he played an early version of Deadpool in like X-Men origins or one of those movies where mm -hmm. Deadpool wasn't in the red suit yeah. and all that type of stuff. And then there were talks of doing Deadpool movies mm -hmm. and it never happened. And it was like dead. And he really wanted to do it. So there was like some test footage. Oh, I didn't know that. For it. There was test footage for it and it was glorious. And he leaked it. Like straight he, up, of course he, he leaked did. it. That's very. And it created like so much buzz and so much pressure and so much outcry to do it that that's why Deadpool ended up being made. Okay. And I don't know if Deadpool was the first rated R superhero movie, but it was one of the first it ones. Was one and of it's the part first, of why yeah. Deadpool's been its own thing and not part of the MCU. Mm hmm. Uh, and so, but so Ryan Reynolds, kind of a funny guy anyways. Uh, and then Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman. So they've had as a gag, they've had this beef yeah. for years. Mm -hmm. They've had this running gag. Um, and so Hugh Jackman famously said he was done playing Wolverine, yeah. uh, which easily between that and Patrick Stewart playing professor Xavier, mm -hmm. like is the standout role from those movies. Right. Like if there's anybody who you're like, no, they're that character from yes. those movies. No him, one else 100%. could be Wolverine. Yeah. <clears throat> and so famously though, he did actually the movie, the movie, just Wolverine. Right. Which oh man. Featured and him so and Patrick well. Stewart heavily. Yes. Dark rated R. Like it's an adult it was movie. Very it's not like a comic book superhero movie. Right. Um, fantastic. Well written, well acted, well done. And he said he was done mm -hmm. with that. And so like a week or two ago, Ryan Reynolds releases this video, this teaser for Deadpool 3. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, we've been working hard on this, racking our brains, sequestering ourselves away. He goes into this whole spiel. There's cut scenes behind it. And he, and he wraps it with, and I've got nothing. Right? It's like <laughs> I've been doing all this work, all this whatever, yeah. and I've got nothing. And so... Then you see Hugh Jackman walk by in the background, like Ryan's sitting on a couch <laughs> in a house and he says, Hey Hugh. And he's going up the stairs. And he's, yeah. Ryan, you want to play Wolverine one more time? Sure thing. And that's it. <laughs> and that's like it. he raises an eyebrow and that's it. Yeah. And like, if you could have been in a room full of like, Oh, Marvel either nerds, nerds or Marvel fans, oh, that like it would have erupted. Right. Like every, I'm sure like wherever people were, they lost their minds. Mm -hmm. It's a, now the suck is it doesn't get released till like end of 2024. Right. Yeah. But it's Why happening. Why it take so long to make these movies? What's going on here? I mean, if it's going to be good, I mean, half of it is just CGI, you know, but we live in the country that built the empire state building in like less than a year. Let's, let's get cracking. That's fair. We're so slow now, but you know, <laughs> I think it, 
I don't know. See, I see, I'm like, okay, it's going to take such a long time. It builds up and it builds up and you have these crazy expectations for it. And then like if it flops or if it sucks or if it's anywhere below, I think even just the waiting for it might even be like, even if it kind of sucks, no one's going to notice because they've waited so long. Yeah. You know, I, I can't imagine a world in which that movie sucks. Yeah, probably not. I'm just saying. I just, you'd have to try so hard to make that movie (laughs) suck. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, but yeah, that that did happen. Man, I feel like that came out a month ago, but yeah, it was recently. Yeah, that the ad and then they've released some released some other teasers and stuff like mm-hmm. that since. But so no, yeah, we've had to wait a long I'm time. I'm excited. But. It's just weird because it's like, no, he was done. Like Wolverine ended. Yeah, you know Hugh Jackman's Wolverine reign, and it ended on such a great note. I thought. Yes. You know, it yes. was like, man, I'm bummed it's over, but it ended well. So now he's coming back. But I. So if anybody, and there was a little bit of crossover. So the, the deal has been, again, having to fill the non-nerds in a lot this week, <laughs> so stay with me. But like the, the X-Men movies, that whole canon of movies has existed separate from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Despite X-Men being a Marvel being property. Marvel, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of a big deal with Doctor Strange here recently in the Multiverse of Madness because... Um, I forgot to say Jean-Luc, <laughs> uh, but because Patrick Stewart shows up in the movie yeah. as Professor Xavier. So that was kind of the first X-Men crossover. Mm-hmm. But the one everybody wants, like if anybody from that side of the house, from that canon, from those movies deserves to make it into the MCU, it's Hugh Jackman as oh, Wolverine. 100%. 100%. And I hope it's just gratuitous violence. Yeah. I want full-blown <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah. Well, because it's Wolverine and then Deadpool, you've got two kind of outliers there and it's definitely not going to be PG-13. Yeah. I will say that. So I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, like you said, you've had to fill in the nerds a lot in this, in this episode. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. my fault, but you're welcome guys. Hey, like the nerds (laughs) are welcome here too. It's, it's part of what I love about my podcast. Like last week, there's some people who are like, well, I don't eat beef. Actually there's I can't imagine there's many vegans <laughs> or vegetarians listening to the Solid Student Podcast. Uh, if you are, welcome. I encourage you to eat a steak. Yeah, listen to the last episode. Um, it will help sure you. For sure listen to the last episode. It's great. Um, I will say it sent me down. Uh, so I've always had, despite my current physique, right? Like I've always had an interest in nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an area that we we suck at uh, medically, culturally, whatever. Um, you know, we tweak our food period mood, we do whatever our health keeps getting worse. Uh, and it's a combination of things. If we become more and more sedentary, less and less active, um, and our diet just gets crappier and crappier. Uh, and we've missed, like, we've just targeted the wrong correlations. And then there's been shady stuff where it's like, you can look at these Harvard studies that were done and paid for and 100% like sugar lobby industry, like paid for them to point to fat as the culprit in diets versus sugar. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just crazy crap. Right. Um, so I've just always had an interest in this stuff and what does work and doesn't work. And I've, uh, read up and learned a lot, uh, you know, around what was called paleo and then kind of more primal, more whatever. And of course, um, it's annoying when something that's like legit kind of catches on as a fad and then people only know it as a fad, which is really what's happened with keto. Right. So ketogenic diet actually been, 
developed and in use for like over a century mm-hmm. uh, because it's one of the only things that will treat medicine resistant seizures oh. um, like epileptic uh, okay. conditions. So they have a lot of um, success with treating it with a ketogenic diet. So the ketogenic diet has been around forever, often gets confused um, with, hang on, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember, but there's a, a bad version of ketosis that like diabetics, type one diabetics can get into okay. where ketones are through the roof. Right. You can't achieve those levels through a ketogenic diet. Just okay. can't be done. Um, so kind of nerded on that. I actually started working on like a health coach certification um, that I was into before my kid was born. I don't mm-hmm. know why I thought it would be okay to start it then. Like I'll have time to do this. Um, but so I, I geek out on it, right? I'm into it. And so carnivore has kind of been hanging out there for a while as a quasi interest. I've heard some podcasts with people who are into carnivore about it. Um, in the last few years, Jordan Peterson obviously become a big name culturally. Um, but he and his daughter have talked about what carnivore did for them and conditions that they had had their whole lives and couldn't, you know, no treatments were successful, whatever. And so now, then, now I know what carnivore is, Yes, but for the listeners who don't know, it's almost exactly what it sounds like in it's in the way that vegan would be like, a, and of course there's all these different versions of these things, right? Raw mm-hmm. vegans and pescatarians and vegetarians and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and de novo vegetarians. I think those are the ones that eat eggs. So mm-hmm. there, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's layers to this game. Uh, but carnivore at its base is the idea that you're eating primarily a meat based diet. Okay. So, and again, there's layers to that game. So like Michaela Peterson, which is Jordan Peterson's daughter and Jordan Peterson, her version of this that she has marketed is the lion diet, Mm. which is like very strictly like ruminant meat, salt, water. Wow. Uh, Which is very, very restrictive. It's it's basically like as eliminating as an elimination diet gets, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which like when you're having like health and medical issues, an elimination diet's always a great place to start. Let's pare it down to the whatever. See, do it for th- it's the used car sales, right? Like right. try it out for thirty, 30 days. days. Mm-hmm. If you feel better after thirty days, cool. Add something back. Do you feel worse or do you feel better? Yeah. But it's like we exist at this level that we think is our baseline. Like this is us feeling good. Mm-hmm. And if that is, if that consists of, well, you've never really been particularly active. And you've always kind of eaten what has become the standard American diet. You have no idea what feeling good is. You you don't have a clue. Your I baseline is fair. way off. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that's not an, I'm not a, like America sucks person, right? Standard American diet. It applies some other places, but not many, right? right. Like yeah. we've really perfected processed food and, you know, um, Lab manufactured food in the sense of things being made hyper palatable and you're experience you're getting flavors and nutrients in ways you would never find them in uh, nature, naturally. Right. And uh it's just and you think about um, you know, like eating until you're stuffed. Like you ever been at a dinner and you're like I'm stuffed, I can't eat another bite. Yeah. And then they bring out the desserts to show you. Do. And it's that change in palate, it's that change in nutrient, mm-hmm. right? It's like all of a sudden I've got room. I couldn't have had another bite of what I just ate a ton of, but now I'm going to polish that thing off. It's the dessert stomach, Kale. Yes, it's the dessert stomach. Yes, (laughs) science. Follow the science. Um, But so, like, there's people in labs, right? Like, they're not cooking in kitchen. There's people in labs looking to create that experience in one food, right? It's like, it's that chip, it's that snack, it's that salty sweet. Right. That I'm not even hungry. I'm eating this because I'm bored. Right. 
and I'm full and I'm still going to eat more it's because triggering it's triggering your serotonin and all your yeah, happy it's, it's just happy crazy, sensors. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing like with Michaela Peterson and she'll tell her story better than I can. And you can, you can find her pretty easily. She's social media, got her own podcast, whatever it is even like in her teen years, she had like severe arthritis issues. Like at 16 had had joints replaced Wow, and all this stuff. In addition to all kinds of other issues and hadn't ever uh, like found any relief from it, any, any resolution, uh, lots of autoimmune stuff. And I can't remember what sent her down this path of trying out carnivore, mm. but she didn't. And it's like all this stuff has resolved um, issues with depression and anxiety and all her autoimmune issues and all wow. the arthritis issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her dad ended up experiencing very, very similar things. Um, and so there's lots of these stories out there mm-hmm. and it's getting to be enough where, um, you know, there's people like we talked about on the podcast last week, Dr. Sean Baker, who's an MD, he's an orthopedic surgeon, like he's big on this and has, you know, written a book about it. Um, there's a guy out there, Paul Saladino, he's an MD. So it's like, there's, it's not the, you know, it's not quackery. Right. Um, right. But it's also not, it's not the food pyramid. Mm-hmm. Right. And things like this, there, there's some things that sound good even when they're, when they're not right. And so it's, we assume that like this greater variety and diet is better, but mm-hmm. why do we, why do we assume that? Like based on what, based on what data? The food pyramid. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, Jeff uh, last week talked about he's he's been carnivore for a while now because actually Dr. Sean Baker, they connected mm-hmm. and he kind of challenged him to that and doing it. And so it kind of been like floating around in my head anyways. And he, that pod podcasting with Jeff just kind of pushed me over the edge. Getting a box of meat will also yeah. do that to you. So I'm like 25% of the way through Sean Baker's book. Uh, and Paul Saladino's is sitting right behind it. Nice. But I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to give, I think I'm going to give that a go. <laughs> okay. So I want to try and connect with like one of the other of them. They yeah. both got a couple of slightly different takes because mm-hmm. I'd love to have them on the podcast and like talk about it and make it a thing. Right. That'd um, be great. A Patreon supporters will know a while back ago, I'm like, no, I'm going to crack down. On the the diet and the fitness. I mean, I you know everybody on here, long time listeners know I go to Orange Theory and stuff like that, but nowhere near as fit as I could be, and particularly um, like since the kids were born. Not their fault, my fault. I'm a grown man. I make my own decisions. Right. But the diet, you know, you just it's just been like it's one of those things. It's one of off those things, right? And so, diet, like, yeah. I had done this big bonus content on Patreon, like breaking down what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, what my target goals were. Mm-hmm. Um, I may or may not have like snagged the Instagram handle solid seven slim down. Nice. Um, right. And just follow through on next to nothing. Right. Like mm-hmm. just didn't happen, but it'd be fun to do that and put it like more out there and kind of have one of these guys on and kind of make it a thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and maybe have people follow along and, maybe and like do a it new or year's not thing. do it. And, uh, you know, new year's thing. Cause a lot of people try to resolutions. Uh, it feels so, so I, trite. It feels a little kitschy, but yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. you never know. So we'll see. I have, Could be the thing that- I have eaten less of other things and more, more beef this week than I have in quite some, I gotta say, uh, Jeff, if you're listening, my apologies. So one of the awesome cuts of meat that was in this box was like a two and a half, three pound chuck roast. Mm. So I'm like, I'm gonna make that, I'm gonna make that roast today. Do to it, Kale. Um, 
Well, we have an instant pot, so we chucked our crock pot a while ago because you can slow cook in them and, you know, everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You wash your clothes in them, whatever. Um, so I'm like, I'll slow cook this thing in the instant pot. Like there's, so what I wanted to do was a Mississippi pot roast. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So the Mississippi pot roast, you take like a two or three pound roast, chuck mm-hmm, roast typically. Mm-hmm. Um, you put it in the slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally you do like potatoes or carrots or you'd add water or whatever. You don't do any of that with this. Um, you do a packet of ranch mix. You sprinkle mm-hmm. that on it. Okay. A packet of au jus mix. Mm-hmm, you sprinkle mm-hmm. that on it. You put like five or six pepperoncinis. Okay. Uh, in there. And then you let it go. You let it do its thing. Uh-huh. So there's recipes to do this like instant pot style. So you're doing it real quick. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like that's going to be as good. Like I want that slow, slow cook. I want the roasted. house to smell like roast today. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. So I do that. But I know from talking to Jeff that this is going to be a drier roast because it was dry aged. There's not going to be as much water in it. Okay. <clears throat> so, and I had seen some recipes calling for adding some of the pepperoncini juice, some Mm -hmm, not. mm -hmm. So I'm going to add some of that. And then the lid's on, like it's going to steam itself. But so the top half of the roast, because I'm a zennial, right? Like we got robbed, right? It used to be like your mom, your grandma, maybe not if you were a guy, but certainly if you were a lady Mm -hmm. or identified as one. Actually, back then you just were what (laughs) you you were. You just were what you were, Like you'd learn. You learn these things yeah. from your mom, your grandma. Uh-huh. <coughs> so as this roast cooked, like the top half wasn't under moisture at all. Mm. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to take a drink here. We don't have a cough button. We're not that fancy. I didn't even know there was a cough button. No, that was a thing. Yeah, like radio shows and stuff. They have a little, just oh. one quick little button you can push to uh, to mute and unmute. Now you so know. You cough, clear your throat. More things you know. <coughs> uh, but we're not that. So... The idea is it's like a pot roast, right? Like you're going to shred it when you're done. Mm-hmm. Dude, I could not, could not. Like I put the forks in. I'm not weak, okay? I'm not a muscle man, but I'm not weak. Like I just could not get this oh, thing to shred. Super tough, yeah. So I flipped it over and I'm like, oh, the bottom, like I can shred like the bottom half. Right. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, I probably needed to like. Like flip, flip it. Flip this thing. through. Mm-hmm. At some point. So I ended up pulling it out after I had like shredded the bottom half. Mm-hmm. And like it was, the flavor was still awesome. Yeah. So nothing taken away from Colorado craft beef here. The beef still tasted awesome. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't just shred it because it didn't do its slow cooker thing. You know, that wasn't as bad a story as I thought. I thought yeah. you were going to ruin the whole thing. I thought you were like, no, we it still, wasn't like we pulled, and- we pulled them out and we sliced it and we just ate it like it was a steak. Yeah. It may or may not have looked a little bit like a squid because like the bottom is shredded, <laughs> but it was, it was fine. Yeah. Oh, and you do one stick of butter in there. So okay, the two okay, packets okay. of things, stick of butter, pepperoncinis. And so, like, the juice, like, the sauce, whatever that creates in there, like, that's, like, I'm kind of, I kind of want to drink this. Like, this is delicious. Um, All right. So, Solid 7 listeners, um, you need to tag us in your Instagram post when you make this. Just don't make it in an Instant Pot. Or if you do, flip it over halfway through. Now that you have the recipe, what's the hashtag, Kale? Let's do a hashtag. I don't know. Uh, Solid 7 and Chuck Roasts. It feels too long. It does. Yeah. Um, I'm the mini manager. I should yeah. at this though. Like the fact that you went straight into the pro pitch, I'm like, yeah, I should do stuff like that. No, that'd be great. I'm also, you know what I'm bad about as a podcast host? There's many things that, I mean, I think the listeners get it at this point. Like humidity is not real or hum- humidity. Humidity is my bag because I'm in Florida. <laughs> humility, not really my bag. Right. So I think there's things I'm good at as a podcast host or I wouldn't still be doing this. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm bad. Evidently, reviews are massive for podcasts. Absolutely. Um, like make or break. I still don't think you could get big, like just based off of good reviews alone, regardless no, of the help. volume. They I think help. it's got to have social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just bad about asking for reviews. I get really jealous of, if you ever listen to Mike Rose podcast, I talk about it on here all the time. It's yes. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way I heard it. So Mike, if you don't know a lot about Mike Rowe, other than him being on Dirty Jobs or being the voice of Deadliest Catch or whatever, mm-hmm. um, he is also a really accomplished singer. Like he sang opera. No way. And he sings barbershop quartet. Of course he does. The guy that produces Mike's show with him, and he kind of co-hosts mm-hmm. with him, they sang together in high school. So they do all these little ditties like for their ad reads and stuff. So they wrote a whole original song just asking listeners to give them a five-star review. And again, it's one of those things where I wish I hadn't heard it because I want to do it, no, but I can't because I've heard it and I can't use his. Yeah. And it's glorious. And I'm like, like Mike Rowe actually needs a special plea. To get five-star reviews. See, I've um, never even heard the show, and I'm over here like, let yeah. me give him a five-star review just because I, I know yes. that now. It's fan, it's barbershop quartet, quartet style. Sounds it is fantastic. So fantastic. Go pick any episode of The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe and just listen to that at the end. It's excellent. And then when you're done giving him a five-star review, just I'm click on a, just click on over to the Solid 7 podcast. <laughs> now, I will say I'm proud of like uh, our... We don't have a ton of reviews on Apple Music, but mm-hmm. more than a few handfuls. Like, it's not tiny, tiny. Yeah. Um, and the average is a five-star. Good. Somebody somewhere didn't do a five-star. And now your average is down. It's like, I don't know, it's like 4.7 or something. Ew. I don't know. Like, why would you Why would you even bother? Why are you going to hate? Well, <coughs> I will say if it's a solid seven podcast, you can't have all five stars because that is not on brand. Okay. You've got to have it slightly less. We all know. I mean, everybody, I, I hope everybody knows. Like, I don't really mean, I don't really mean the solid seven thing, right? <laughs> no, like, no, that's, no. like, that's, like, no, that's no, the, no, this is like, that's the joke. Take it all the I way. I don't, I don't, I am humble enough to understand this is not the best podcast in the world, but like. I'm just saying. I just want to read everybody in on the joke. Now I'm afraid some people don't get that it's tongue in cheek. No, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it's on brand. You don't have quite five stars. I think that's part of it. Yeah. It just adds to it. Though after this debacle with not having a cough button, maybe the. Maybe. maybe yeah. Now you're going to have three stars. And it's truer it. sometimes than others. How well, about that? Friends, if you've made it this far, please like <laughs> give us a five star review. It's not even that far. Yeah, this is short. This is short. Compared to our last episode, so, I will say. But yeah, I'm I'm bad at uh, so if you if you haven't ever, uh, you know, if you're a regular listener and you're not like subscribed or followed, please mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And this isn't even a closeout. I don't even know how we got talking. We're not done. We're not <laughs> no, done. No, this is the the mid episode um, promo. Yeah, but uh, but if you haven't ever Spotify, I think you can do a thumbs up or a heart or something. You should yeah. not be able to do anything. Right. But Apple, like Apple's still the biggie. Mm-hmm. They're still the. The whatever. Yeah, the, and give us a follow on Instagram. Yeah. I say us like I'm, you know, part of your your co-host. Well, I mean, you like you have a little special role coming up. Yeah, I do. Are we are we gonna talk about that? Are we gonna leave? Yeah, the I mean, we can do that a little bit. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she's not gonna listen in advance of this, right? Like, Probably this is no not. way this is gonna tip her off. So, um, I I teased this guest a little bit when Jason Shorty was on here recently. Oh, um, okay. He knows of her. He thought you guys were related, but you're not related, right? No, you're just we friends. just grew up together. Yeah. 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 Um. 
So I have a, a voice actor coming on in, I think it's two weeks from this episode. I believe so, yeah. Um, Jeannie Torado, you can look her up. She just got verified on Instagram today. Dang, Jeannie. Yeah, I know. I know. I know someone on Instagram. I wonder Instagram if she's going like, to be my first verified. blue check. I got to look might. at some of my other bigger guests. Okay. Um, but Jeannie's awesome. She, the same church that we talk about on here all the time that a lot of my regulars, that's how we know each other. Not, not all of us, but a lot. Um, Jeannie grew up in that, in that church and, um, Mm -hmm. and so, but she's gone on to be a a pretty successful voice actor in LA, which I think is just a really, really interesting career for someone to have. Oh yeah. Uh, and so she's going to come on the pod to tell us about it. But what's funny about this is so like Jeannie has a Pixar credit. She does. Yeah. Uh, and some like anime is not my thing, but some legit anime credit, right? Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. a voice actor, actress, whatever I'm supposed to say. So you were kind of the intermediary. Right. Right. Like Jeannie and I know each other. I don't know if she remembers that she knows me, which tells you the level of our knowing each <laughs> other. Right. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, so I knew you guys were close. So mm-hmm. you reached out yeah, and she was willing to do it. But with the caveat that you come on with her because yeah. she's nervous, which I found, I also found hilarious. And she's like, I don't know. What is this? What is like? I'm like, are you, are you serious? You have a sound booth in your, <laughs> in your home. Yes. Like her walk-in closet is not a closet. It's a sound booth. And yeah. she records from there and yes. all of the above. But anyway, yeah, so, I also found that a little bit So funny. I thought we that was adorable. When she's here. Yeah. So. She's like, are you going to be on it too? I was like, are you, you're joking, yeah. right? No. But <laughs> so Alex is going to come guest host. I'll in be In two co-host. weeks, Jeannie will be the, the guest. And Alex is going to co-host. Yeah. And so. maybe, maybe... I'm going to, well, I don't know where else she would do it, but I hope she yeah. does it from her like studio in her yeah. house. Cause she, she has the most obviously legit sound equipment. Yeah. Um, yeah. The nice thing is co-hosting mm-hmm. comes with two Jocko goes. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, Very it's nice. a bo- there's a bonus go. In Very there cool. For you. I'll have to see so, No, I'm, I'm stoked for that episode. I think it's going to be. Oh I think shoot. It's I have be to tell her time. to get a Jocko. Yeah. I have to reach out and tell her, um, you need this. Yeah. This is. Part of the experience. Yeah. Has, they, has to I be mean, done. I mean, they have those in LA. Oh, for I'm sure. sure. Like Jocko's in San Diego. Like oh, physically well then, he oh, lives yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. So she'd have to find either probably out there, probably either a vitamin shop or a Wawa. Or Do because have I haven't, Wawa on the West because Coast? I haven't been, probably not. Uh, but because I haven't been to California, Stan, I have no concept without looking it up of how far LA is from San Diego, but they definitely have them at Jocko's gym in San Diego. True. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So now, you know, guests, special guests. Yeah. No, I'm excited about that one. It'll it'll be a fun one. It's, that's always a career I've been intrigued by ever since uh, I was actually working on something for the church Mm -hmm. where we had hired out professional voiceover work Mm -hmm. and I worked on the script for that thing heavily. Nice. So like the voice for that thing was in my head. Right. So a, the dude's read of it was awesome, Mm -hmm. but also I was like, I, there were a couple things where I just kind of didn't like the tone, the timing or the inflection. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, can we hit these? Mm -hmm. And he came straight back with like five different reads for all of these things. And I'm like, this is like, you're sitting at home in a closet on a mic with some decent processing. This is what you do for, yeah. It's what you do for a living. I will say though, as well. And she can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe her first ever voiceover gig ever was for our church. And it was because we had a pretty uh, 
a pretty, uh, I don't know. It was, it was a play that we did. You would know the yeah. name of it. And they needed uh, screams. And that was her very first ever like, her recording big gig. And I remember, I remember like watching the play and being like, hey, that's, that's my friend. I can pick yeah. out, you know. Anyway, folks, you know, a, a church play, a church production is lit when somebody needs to dub some screams. Mm-hmm. They were blood curdling screams. Yeah. I, that's probably when she was like, I'm pretty good at this. I can make a living out of this. Anyway, I digress. I'll let her tell her story. Us Christians, we're funny sometimes. <laughs> we're funny a lot of it's, times. It's a thrill a minute. <laughs> yep. Oi. But I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Yeah. For sure. No. It's going to be great. And it'll be good. Or it'll be really boring and then. That'll be that. The problem with things like that, uh, and I haven't, I haven't really had an episode of the podcast like this yet. Um, but I've live hosted things a fair amount mm-hmm. in my life, open mic stuff, and I, I interned on the morning show of a big radio station here in town for a while, and like we'd be on stage at festivals to introduce big bands, big big bands. Um, And so the problem is that I find awkwardness thoroughly entertaining. So if I am on a microphone in front of people bombing, it's really only a problem for them. You love it. I don't get embarrassed. I don't get thrown off by it. And the problem is my tendency is to then kind of lean into the awkwardness and uh, that's not good. That's uh, a, that's a problem. So, yeah. And, um, you know, it's been a while since Jeannie and I have seen each other. Yeah. I think we likely have some ideological differences. <laughs> and, oh, I know. Uh, I know that you do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my plan is uh, not to go near. Yeah, that was, that. that was there's, my caveat. There's plenty to talk about <laughs> right. that doesn't have anything to do with any of that. Unless things get boring. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm interested to see you steer clear of that, to be honest. Hey. But yeah, that was my caveat. I said, yes, I'll, I'll make the introduction, but we're not going to politics. <laughs> Listen, I got a lot of arrows in yeah. my quiver. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. No. Now, if she pops up on screen and she's wearing a mask, <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> we might just have to jump right, right in. Yeah. No, but, that'll be uh, great. And now that I know your tendency is to lean into the awkwardness, I'll just I'll just psychologically it, prepare for it that. Has, it hasn't been an issue on the podcast, I don't think. Yeah, no, that's good. I don't think you could be if you if you tended to do that on the podcast. I don't think you'd have as many. It doesn't trans. It doesn't translate the same in this medium as it with doesn't. a live crowd. It really doesn't. But I think if anybody knew, like knew you personally, they would be like, "Oh yeah, for sure." Here's something I want to talk about, but have no segue for. It's <laughs> a good segue. Um, yeah. No, that's how we do it in the biz. Love it. Uh, so the Parkland shooter, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. use his name because uh, we don't do that. You know, no notoriety uh, for a, a mass shooter will come from my podcast uh, ever. But Parkland was a, actually a Florida school shooting. I don't know, 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, dude killed 14, 14 students three adults and wounded another 17 people. And in this state that I love, uh, where we still have a death penalty, the jury in their infinite wisdom decided not to make use of it. Right. And to give him life in prison. Yeah. Uh, I can only hope that he will be in the general population. 
and the, they will correct the jury's egregious error. Yeah, I second that. Um, I had seen earlier um, that the jury was, you know, recommending that as opposed to life. And we had talked about a little bit earlier as well that um, it can't, you know, a, the death penalty has to be a unanimous decision, a yeah. decision by the jury. So it could have been which like, may, a, like, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, on in in a lot of ways to me, right? Like that should not be applied lightly. Of course, right? Um, but the challenge, like as I understand the reporting about this, there were a couple of jurors who were holdouts, mm-hmm. and basically the holdout was like, "Well, man, he had some bad experiences in his childhood." Well, a freaking get in line. <laughs> Like yeah. if that's the asterisk on death penalty for killing people, I mean, yep, you're opening up Pandora's box. It's very but true. To me, it's just this little. Maybe I'm trying to read too much into this. Maybe I'm I'm seeing whatever. But to me, it's just this symptom of where we're at as a society now, with overemphasizing the importance of emotions. I I think. Right, like I joke a lot with the guys only have three emotions, and I like mm-hmm. to give uh, Professor uh, Rebecca a hard time when she's on the podcast. She'll be on next week, um, you know, about that with her counseling background and everything like that. Obvious, again, it's tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. right? I get the guys have more than three, and I don't think people should suppress their emotions. I don't think people should deny their emotions. I don't think that's healthy. I think that, but I think that pendulum can swing both ways, right? And right. Like p- placing too much importance on them and that emotion is reality when any thinking adult understands that it's not, right? Like your emotions will lie to you. They'll mislead you. They're temporary. How many times have you been super angry or sad or whatever about a situation and when you just got a little time and perspective – you understand that that was either the wrong reaction or it was too strong a reaction, that it wasn't that big a deal. That you just needed a snack. Yes. That's usually you, the case You need with a me. Snickers, right? <laughs> um, and so, like, just this, the like, that there's no greater crime than offending someone, right? And so, like, that he had the sads over yeah. his childhood. Yeah. And that was what... I mean, that probably wasn't the only thing that led them to make that decision, but that was definitely a factor. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see how they, if they choose to do interviews, because you can once the case is over. Right. Um, if I was them, I wouldn't want anybody to know who I am. I mean, there's no. there's too many there's too many families out there with dead kids in the ground to go on the news and be like, yeah, I was the one that didn't think he deserved to die. Nope. Um, it's yeah. it, it it it's just it's just the wrong it's just the wrong solution. I agree with you there. Yeah, no, it was, it's tough to see that. Yeah. And I, I think what well, you're right, it's a pendulum, right? Yeah. And right now it's feelings are king. And I think eventually we are going to get to a point in our society where it swings the opposite way again, because that's yeah. just how things go. Um, and not to make light of this at all, but I did post something and I think it's a little bit relevant. I reposted a tweet that said, um, we live in a society now that, um, you know, we've come so far that we have therapy now and that's, that's really popular now. Whereas no one in our society is actually getting any help, but now Instagram's trying to sell me a t-shirt that says therapy is cool. Yes. Right. And that's 100% what it is. It's become very like, it's just a popular thing. Like it's just what we all talk about and what we do. And yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, like my, my jokes downplaying 
downplaying it aside, right? Like we were just talking today uh, about my my sister-in-law just had a friend from high school. And this was the second one in a very short period of time, uh, take their life. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, talked about this a lot when Sarah Wilkinson was on the podcast uh, with, with, uh, with Chad. Um, Right. And so it's like, it should be serious. There shouldn't be, um, oh gosh, like this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stigma Mm -hmm. around, around therapy. And mental health. Yeah. Now that said, again, there's it's it's so many things are a dichotomy, right? Being mm-hmm. an adult is tough. You got to think th- think things through, right? Like if you're listening, you're struggling with that one. Like the comment about uh, this guy was like, there were no signs. Like so happy, happy marriage, happy grown kids. Like one of those. And how many times do you hear this? I feel like now more than ever, where it's like it's one thing when somebody was struggling and it's you know it's still sad, but. You're like, oh, you know, we kind of saw it coming, yeah. right? But so many times you don't, like, if that's you, freaking talk to somebody. DM me on the Instagrams, like, reach out through the podcast. Like, you matter. It's a permanent, suicide is a permanent solution to temporary problems. Uh, it, it's just the, the worst possible solution. There are people who will miss you. There are people who love you. Um, like, just talk to somebody, yeah. right? Call, call a hotline, whatever. But then we're all, like... The flip side to that is too many people, you know, like they'll go to therapy and they don't need it because therapy is the thing. Right. Or it's like, oh, I have emotions, so mm-hmm. I must need therapy. therapy. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, it, I, don't, I don't know. It's just not, it just, feelings are too primary, too, feelings are too fickle to be primary. They shouldn't be driving your decisions. They shouldn't be driving your actions. There's rarely, if ever, that a good time, a good thing comes out of it. Right. Uh, you know, those, there's rare exceptions of, you know, somebody in need, it tugs on your heartstrings. And so you help them, but you could also arrive at that decision logically. Right. Well, there's a time and place yeah. for them. There's a reason we have them. They tell us things. They but clue us in. Yes. But it's when you honk and flip off the wrong person in traffic mm-hmm. who they're having a bad day themselves and they're just going to go ahead and pop off a couple of rounds at you. Mm-hmm. If you had just not let your emotions dictate your behavior in that moment and just thought, I have no idea what's going on with that person or what they're going through. Right. Are they, are they going to run me off the road? Probably not. Are they going to shoot at me? Probably not, but they could. Do the pros outweigh the cons here? The worst, the best case scenario, you've honked and yelled and given a California howdy to somebody who's done the same thing back to you in no way have they reevaluated their life decisions or how they're going to drive. And if anything, they might continue to drive more erratic around you because of it. Like there's just no win yeah. in that situation. Slow down, let them go. Who cares? Right. Um, and so obviously that's a tiny little nothing situation, but it's just this, this, Oh, and like it's the extension of that with the emotions and of the victim mentality, right? Yeah. Like, because X happened to you, you're absolved of your future actions. Mm-hmm. I no, just yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. No, I was having a conversation with somebody, um, and I was complaining. I was like, "Oh, this person did this and this and this," and I started. I was like, "But you know what?" And I used the childhood thing. I'm like, "They had a really rough childhood, and I know why they treated me that way." And my friend stopped me. She was like, "No, that person's an adult." doesn't matter what happened to them as a child. They're still responsible for their actions and they're responsible for the way that they reacted to whatever the situation was and they were in the wrong. Yeah. She was like, they don't get a pass because 
something bad happened because like you said, get in line, you know, uh, at some point you are responsible for yourself. And unless you have, you know, some kind of diagnosis where you're unable to make rash, rational decisions as an adult, then you are but responsible. See, I can't even make that broad a caveat anymore though. That's very true. Because like you look, I don't know what they're on now. I think it's like the DSM six that mm-hmm. all these mental health care professionals use. Um, but like everybody's on the spectrum somewhere. Everybody's diagnosable for something. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I can't bill you if I can't diagnose you. That's freaking why. Very true. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it started with, we like, we, we, we kind of saw like a lot of people in society kind of had this gut feeling like not everything we're calling ADHD is ADHD. Some of that's just little boys who don't get enough playground time anymore. I was literally having this conversation yesterday. Right? Yeah. And so we all kind of had that gut mm-hmm. feeling, right? And the, and the problem is again, the dichotomy, like maybe there's the kid, maybe there's the percentage that really has the issue right. that really needs the medication. Right. But probably not as many as we're being told. Absolutely. And it's like, how many people do you know personally? You probably haven't sat down and count. I'm not looking for it's a rhetorical question. Right. <laughs> um, who have been told by someone somewhere that they fall on the autism spectrum now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how broad is this freaking spectrum? Because I feel like we're all on it now. Yeah. And if we're all on it, is it is it real? It's a weird thing that's trending right now. And I know you're not on the TikTok, so you don't know. No, no. But there's a lot of people who claim to be neurodivergent and they're very proud of that. And that's like their hashtag. That's like their thing. And they look completely normal. And maybe they do have a diagnosis, an unseen diagnosis. But I do think now that is being over, overdiagnosed, yeah. you know, and now it's almost like people wear it with pride. Like I watch and I listen to Elon mm-hmm. and Elon says, I have Asperger's. I'm like, yeah, you, have <laughs> yeah, yep. you do. <laughs> I buy it. I'm sold, man. Uh, but, and it's not that I, I get that there are legitimate cases of, of autism and mm-hmm. I get that they've increased. No, no, it's not because of the vaccines. There's no science or data to back it up. Right. It cut stop. It it stop. could be more of a nutrition thing, especially Ab- the way we process our food and could make be. it at lab. You know, in yeah. labs. And I've actually met a, a nutritionist, and that's he. He had a son who's very much on the spectrum, and he he doesn't. He's like, I never cured him, but using nutrition, and he's a pharmacist now turned nutritionist. He's like, I've seen changes in my son based yeah. on his nutrition. Yeah he can function in a classroom now. Is he still on the spectrum? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the same with his father with um, Alzheimer's. He gave, you know, changing his nutrition. He's like, I did not reverse the Alzheimer's, but I definitely slowed the progression and I saw an improvement, yeah. you know, in these people. So it could be a nutrition thing. Yeah. I need to, I need to hit on that with Dr. Banting when he cycles back say. around, he'll be coming back yeah. around here before too long. For sure. And uh, hitting on the do vaccines cause autism would be a fun one to do. Also the so whole, fun. uh, like the whole controversy, RIP Josh, <laughs> um, over like the falsified data around Alzheimer's research. I don't know if you saw that in no, the news where it's like the big like keystone study around Alzheimer's uh, was um, like falsified. It's a real problem. That's insane. Yeah. It's a real problem. Yeah. No, I have a family yeah. member who has Alzheimer's and that yeah. that's really a, stupid. Hey, medical community. We all really need, it's been a rough few years. We really <laughs> need you to get your crap together. We need, 
real data, please. We, we need to be able to not laugh when someone says, follow the science. We need you guys <laughs> to get on the same page. Uh, we need you guys to report actual findings, not the findings that the person funding the study has paid you for. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it's getting to be a real problem and we really need you to get your crap together. Yes. So, Please. and tangential to the science community. And while we're on Florida topics, like, uh, people need to be sent to the electric chair. We don't have the electric chair anymore. And I was going to say, we got to bring it back. Wow. Bring it electric chair, firing, firing squads. Squad. Let's do this. And again, I, I, I get right. Like people being like, well, the death penalty is so final. And like, look at all these people who it's like years later, you know, technology advances and they're proven innocent. Okay. Let's have that conversation. This kid pled guilty. He did. Yeah. He guilty. And it still took how long to get him a conviction? Like, um, but so also here in Florida, like, uh, obviously we had the hurricane blow through not too long ago. We talked about it here on the podcast some because it n- impacted the recording schedule. And it's an interesting topic. How did you fare, by the way? Did well. Yeah. I did well. Um, I was staying at a friend's house. She lost power. And then um, I went back to my house and. I was good. This was a weird one. It like was. you've probably been through a lot like I have. And yes. it's, this is one where, um, it should have been a bigger deal than it was. Yeah. I feel like. I agree. Uh, like, yeah. I think I talked about it when Shori was on, like this should have been worse than Charlie and kind of overall it wasn't, but where it was bad, it was really, really bad. Like obviously South Florida is a different deal. I'm talking about central Florida right now. Like the yeah. damage to uh, like the Fort Myers and Naples area, obviously. I mean, it's, you know, um, flashbacks of Andrew back in the nineties. And I mean, it's, it's bad. Um, but most of that still, it wasn't as much of a wind event as a water event. Right. And that's what it was here in central Florida. Like the power outages weren't as bad mm-hmm. for most people. Yeah. And the internet outages weren't as bad for most people. Um, my driveway washed out some. I've got a little water damage in one ceiling of one room here around the chimney. No no real factor. But where it was bad, like the flooding from this yeah. was just crazy. Yeah, no, it was um, – I was making my way back home from my friend's house. It was like the day after, and I had to turn around like three different times because yeah. it just flooded complete. Like streets were just gone. Not gone, but underwater. It's been weeks. It's been weeks mm-hmm. and there's still water flowing. I'm not saying it's damp. Like yeah. I don't have a curb curb in front of my place. There's a, it's a Miami curb. There's still water flowing through it. Yeah. Hasn't stopped since wow. the storm. Actually there's a, a uh, well, I'm not going to say too much about what's around my house, but it's, it's crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but so then there's all this, like we deal with this, right? So I want, I want a fellow Floridian's take, <laughs> right? So they're trying to, um, they, they major the media, I've seen they. major, uh, major media outlets have tried to ding governor DeSantis again, clearly a monster, um, and try to jam him up and try to jam up the local officials, um, down in, in South Florida, you know, West coast, South Florida, Fort mm-hmm. Myers for like they didn't do a mandatory evacuation until like a day before it yeah. hit. Right. And so part of what they're discussing about, so one, they're trying to be like, there's video floating around of a reporter asking him what he thought about that. His response is pretty glorious. Loved recommend it. looking it up. Uh-huh. Um, so they're trying to put some of that on him, uh, right. even though he wasn't, wouldn't have been the one to make the call anyways, it would have been the local officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so then like there's debates around, like I linked a, a Washington post. I mean, just a factual source and unbiased source, if ever there was one, uh, 
but like bashing the the cone, right? The hurricane cone mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. see, the forecast cone. Yeah. They're calling it the cone, the cone of confusion. Why some <laughs> say iconic hurricane map misled Floridians. Uh, gut, gut reaction just to that statement. The cone misled Floridians. I mean, really? Really? <laughs> it sounds. Guys. Not, I, I know if you don't live the on the Gulf coast, you don't live on the East coast. I mean, I guess you get the occasional tsunami out on the West coast, but really like Florida Gulf coast up through South Carolina, we're the ones that re- Sandy was kind of a fluke right yeah. up in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We deal with this stuff all the time. Yeah. None of us are confused by the cone. Right. None of us. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a really, it sounds like a hard set, like a spin. So here, here's what they're talking about, right? When when you watch this coverage, you see this tadpole yeah. coming off wherever it is. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're running all these models and they're mashing them all together. And this cone is the average of all the models. Right. So it'll show a track for the hurricane right down the model. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is misleading to us poor rubes is that it's just as likely that the eye of the hurricane is all the way to the left of that cone as it is to the right of that cone. Like everything in the cone has equal likelihood of occurring. Right. Right. We all know this. We all get that. <laughs> so they're saying like, oh, people think it's just going to be the middle. And then, and then because we're dumb, uh, we're, we're dumb. Uh, we're not smart enough to understand that the impacts of the storm reach beyond the eye of the storm. So even even if they could dumb it down enough for us poor idiots to understand a, that the yeah. eye could be anywhere within that that zone of the cone, we're not smart enough to understand that the impacts might be felt uh, like fifty or a hundred. The storm was five hundred miles wide. Do you see yeah. the? Do you see the image from the space no, it station? Took, like over the whole state. It was crazy. Yeah. It was a it was a massive storm scale wise. And what a lot of people don't understand is when you see these horrible winds. Um, or any of the like hurricane rated winds, even the tropical storm winds, mm-hmm. those are normally pretty centralized around the eye. Right. And if something very close to the eye wall isn't going to pass over you, you're going to see lower winds. So like this hit down in South Florida, it landed as a category four that did surprise them. They mm-hmm. thought it was going to weaken first. Um, I think we barely here in central Florida saw any hurricane force winds. We right. saw tro- more tropical, tropical storm, storm force winds. Mm-hmm. Um, the East coast, like Daytona area ended up getting more yeah. wind and damage. I've got a friend that owns um, a couple of condos over there. Mm-hmm. That's right. I said that right. He owns a, a couple, couple of condos. Of condos on uh, one, coast. like it washed out the seawall, washed out the whole pool. And r- right now the building is condemned. They can't go in. Wow. Uh, he's unsure if that's going to be permanent, but like any of us in Florida wouldn't have expected any damage like that on the East oh, coast. Not on the East coast. Like you would, we all would have thought we can go to the East coast and chill. Right. My <coughs> sister is, um, my sister lives in Wesley chapel, which, um, is right by Tampa. And we were worried for her for a while. We were like, okay, you might need to evacuate. She's like, it was raining for a bit. That's all we got just because yeah. of the changes and stuff. But yeah, yeah the East coast got what we imagined the West Coast was going to yeah. get in Florida. And so, like, just Flor- Flor- so things you wouldn't know if you don't live in Florida or you don't live someplace that deals with these storms all the time. Um, they were they were knocking the officials down in, is that Hillsborough County, Lee County? I think it's Lee County. I don't know. I don't Southwest, Southwest Florida. They were knocking them because there was a lot of 
there's a big loss of life with this storm. The yeah. storm, storm surge was no joke. Like the mm-hmm. rain it was dumping and then what it pushed in from the ocean was just no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen, I can't remember what the latest number is, but north of 70, 70 people dead and a lot yeah. of them in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they're like, oh, why didn't, why didn't you guys announce a mandatory evacuation more than one day? You go, go back and watch the forecasts. Like, it's going to hit Tampa. 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 Oh, wait, no, it's going to hit here. Mm-hmm. And it's going to do so in the next, in the next day. Right. Right. Like it changed course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what the hurricanes don't do? They don't watch the forecasts. They're not <laughs> in the hurricane is not aware of the cone and it just kind of does whatever it wants to. Right. Right. And so sometimes a wobble here, a wobble there is the difference between massive destruction and like, Oh, there's a twing in my driveway. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they just didn't know. So that that turn was late. That push east was late. Also, let me tell you what Floridians don't do when you announce a mandatory evacuation. <laughs> evacuate. We do not evacuate. Because so many, obviously a lot of people do, but yeah. even when it's mandatory, there were people out on these barrier islands. Like you maybe have seen, everybody in Central Florida has heard of Sanibel Island because a mm-hmm. lot of people vacation there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, but you've probably heard Sanibel Island in the news because like- it got wrecked. It's, like it darn near got wiped off the map, gone. right? Yeah. There were people that didn't evacuate Sanibel Island. And there's people that do that on all these barrier islands. A lot of Floridians, if you've been here for any amount of time, have ridden out so many storms. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where it's chicken little. There's yeah. so many times where the boy has cried wolf. This is going to be a category five. This is going to kill you and your entire family. Yep. And you're like, oh, this is like our summer showers. Yep. Right. And so it's just, everybody knows it can be Andrew, right? Everybody knows that it can be Charlie. Everybody knows that it can be Irma now. A, but that's just never very widespread. It's just not because that's all condensed to the center of the storm. No matter how big the storm is, it's most of it's around the eye. And you just think it's not going to be you. And you, we all, it's like COVID, everybody became doctors, we were all doctors. We were all immunologists. We were all virologists. It's it's whatever, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, everybody becomes an internet expert. Right. Well, when the storms are coming, we all think we're meteorologists. Right. Every Floridian I know. <laughs> and it's funny because you hear everybody's side commentaries about it. Right. And they all vary slightly. Yeah. So it's like for all of our mockery of meteorologists, guess what? We're not any better. <laughs> That's very <laughs> so like, true. Oh, no, it's going to go this way. It's going to go that way and uh, whatever. And so like people just don't evacuate even when it's mandatory uh, because they think it's not going to be as bad as they're told it is. They think it's going a different way. They think their house, their apartment, their condo will hold up to it because it held up to the last one. Mm-hmm. And so the, the whatever around these things is always like, we're not coming in to save you. You have to evacuate because we're not coming in. You know what they do? They come in. They come in. That's what happens. Is it, is it a, is it a jerk move? To make them risk their life to come get you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. But like, then also, like, there's no guarantee that that's not going to be the case anywhere else. Like, we're in central Florida. Flooding's never really an issue here. There's pockets, like, anywhere else, right? We live right. basically at sea level. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's pockets. But flooding, major flooding's never a big issue. Right. They were airlifting people out of apartments by UCF. That's not normal, folks. Like, no. that's not a thing. Right. Because the ground floor was so flooded. Yeah. They couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they were jerks for not evacuating and rescuers still had to come do. I, I mean, Central Florida, for the most part, 
by the time it gets to us, like it was, yeah. you know, it's per, it's a bad tropical storm, you know. And again, with the exceptions in what was it, twenty two two thousand six with was it Gene, Charlie, Francis? Oh four, three, or 06, was it 04? somewhere I don't in there. Remember. It was yeah. Yeah, Charlie came through and was bad, and then two came through right behind it. And it took like it was. I, mean, I just remember missing like so much school. Yeah, and like that was it. But even then, being in Central Florida, it was just a lot of rain. Yeah, and like that's that's what we got, you know. I, I I'm not saying that there's there's no room for improvement in the way they forecast these. But I, I'm telling you, I obviously I'm, we're painting with a broad brush here, but Floridians understand these forecasts. But there's a lot of new Floridians now, Kale. There's people flooding into Florida yeah, but they're, from the north who don't know how to deal with these But things. they're fine because they're the ones that are like, oh, That's we're true. all going to die. Let's, let's get. They are the they're ones They're also who the leave. ones that make it impossible to like go buy a bottle of water. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I did for this one because of Charlie. Yeah. And if you look, it followed a I mean, very similar. We got a case. We this got was, a case of water, but so listen, listeners, if you're anywhere that's disaster prone where you might lose electricity or that it might impact your water for a while, whether that's hurricanes, blizzards, whatever, go on Amazon and what you oh. get yourself Pro a, tip. a water bob. Oh. A water bob, it's a very large plastic bladder, like a hundred gallons. I've seen those. And yeah. you put it in your bathtub. Those are great. And you can fill it from your bathtub. And then there's just a little hand pump siphon on the top. Mm-hmm. And you've got water for day, clean, potable water for days and days. And it's like, I don't know, 30, 35 or 40 bucks. Throw it in your emergency kit. It's not like it has an expiration date. You're not going to reuse it. Like once you've done it. Right. Like you're going to empty it and it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I filled ours because I'm like, if this is Charlie, we could very easily be out of power and water for an extended period of time. So and I went I ahead and that's filled. fair. That's a good way to price And it. we did. Like there were some, all throughout Central Florida, there were water main breaks, stuff like that. Because these older trees topple yeah. and their root systems are around water mains and sewer mains and stuff like that. And so we ended up under a boil water notice for a while. Right. So oh, we okay. ended up using some of that water. Okay. Not a hundred gallons, but we ended up using some of that water. So pro uh, tip. So yeah. Get a water bob. Yeah. Quit clearing out the gallons in the the eight ounce bottles, um, and uh, get yourself a water bob. If you are in Florida and you don't have a water bob, now you know. You you should get one. Hurricane or, prep. Or anywhere where you might. You know, the water might stop flowing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We did get a couple cases and usually we'll just fill up a bathtub, you know, and then yeah. you've got water, you can boil it and do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, as, as of, I, I know personally as a Floridian, I was making light of it. I was like, it's going to not be, it was worse than I thought it was going to be yeah. for sure. It's funny because the last one that was supposed to come through, uh, I boarded up for was and that? it was and it was no factor. I can't even remember. They all blend together. Yeah. I and then, feel like there was there was a really bad one. Well, it was going to be really bad. It was they closed the airport for it um in 2019, August or September of 2019 cuz that's I I ended up moving my China date because I was like they're going to close yeah. the airports and I'm not going to be able to go and it ended up being nothing. And I can't remember the name of it now to save my life, but maybe it was that same one. Yeah. I don't know. And probably would I probably it, like 
there's probably a better case for boarding up for this one. And I was just like, I don't, I think we're, we did. It was going to hit farther north. It was going to kind of skirt past us. And, yeah. but these storms are weird. They're not the same all the way around. Like the Northeast quadrant is the bad one. That's where all the tornadoes spin up. And we were in that, like there were tornado warnings and watches nonstop while that storm was coming through. And that yeah. sucker was slow, 500 mm-hmm. miles wide. And it was moving nine or 10 miles an hour. Yeah. It was like a two day event. It, it was, was, it was crazy. I, yeah, we were sitting there. I'm like, it's still raining. It's still raining. It's still raining. And yeah. we didn't lose power until it was almost over. It was like the next morning. Yeah. And I was like, we got through it. And then it just like the whole power just went out. But but all that to say, despite all of the Florida man jokes, we're not stupid. We understand the forecasts and I don't know that they need to be changed yeah. greatly. It was just, it's previous experience has yeah. taught us that you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So. Try and judge. You need to take reasonable, whatever. Like a lot of people evacuated the Tampa area and mm-hmm. they should, because if the forecast was spot on, Tampa yeah. would be wrecked. Yeah. They're talking about like 12 foot storm surge. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sister's farther inland. So she was going to stay anyway. They have a decent apartment there. Yeah. And they were like, might as well just stay. I mean, we're in, we're in high ground. It should be fine. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. But again, you just never know. Like nobody was like, Hey, Daytona, your life's going to suck. And then yeah, my buddy's condos, like not his specific condo, the building Wow. condemned. The whole building. The whole oh, building. I didn't realize that. I, I've seen he's, I've seen pictures and I'm like, I don't know if it's like condemned, condemned, or if it's condemned until like engineers come out and inspect and ensure that the pylons are still good and they rebuild the seawall and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I don't know how finite condemned is. Yeah. But it's damaged. But you can't go in. It's damaged. No Floridian would have expected from the storm on the East Coast. Yeah, it wasn't expected. And so that's that's the point. It's These things are tough. You just don't know. Yeah. I don't think anybody down South like made the wrong call or a bad call. or he- like It's such a hefty thing because it's not a small deal to do these forced evacuations. It's not like it's without cost. It's not like it's without detriment. Yeah. And so, you know, it's easy to sit back and judge, oh, they should have said it sooner. A, Washington Post, miss me with your take, all right? What do you guys know about hurricanes and evacuations? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a really easy thing to Monday morning quarterback. And unless you're down here and deal with it and kind of know what the attitude is and know what it's like to go through these things. Yeah. I will say, um, like you were saying, the water damage was so crazy. And then I saw on the news yesterday that there were some people that – their houses were okay, but the water continues to rise. Yeah. Maybe it's going down now, but they were like, our house was fine. And now they're using like air mattresses to float as much stuff out of the house as possible because in the next day or so it's going to rise, yeah. which is insane to me that the water keeps, well, you know. That's the challenge. Like I, I talked about the the storm a lot when Shory was on because it was right after the storm mm-hmm. and he, he grew up and lived down here a lot. So he kind of knew what it was like. And so that was kind of my, my storm report. We mm-hmm. haven't really talked about it much since then. Like Jeff's up in Colorado. Not a lot of hurricane experience no. in Colorado. Um, but like this, this thing's not done with us. Obviously the very hard hit areas, that's a very long recovery. Mm-hmm. But again, we're like, we're way outside of those super heavy, hard hit areas. And, um, it was trippy. Like, I don't remember this from hurricanes before, like after this hurricane was the nicest, prettiest, like Florida doesn't have real fall. No. 
um, like fall-like, like actual kind of chill in yeah. the evening's weather. And it was dry for like, I don't know, 10, 14, whatever days, like mm-hmm. not a drop of rain. Which I got was my jacket a, out. And despite <laughs> that, despite there being no rain after, all the major waterways and lakes were still rising. Right. So uh, we just yesterday got the first rain since the hurricane mm-hmm. in central Florida and it dumped a lot of rain. And just the day before they were reporting, like the big lakes in the area had just crested. Yeah. From the hurricane. Yeah. And now it dumped fresh water. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's, it's, it, and it's like you said, it's hit or miss. I kind of feel bad. I'm like, yeah, we, we didn't lose power. We had a couple of tree branches that we had to deal with. And that was like the worst of it, yeah. you know? Um, but then a few streets over, you know, people had people trapped in their houses for a day or two because they couldn't get out because of the yeah. water. So we Crazy. had actually, um, you, you know him, but Mr. Ed that we've had on here, that's an officer and a SWAT officer mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. made entry at SWAT. Uh, well, two of his sons are cops as well. Okay. And one of the two is also a SWAT officer, but he works for a local agency here in central Florida. Um, oh. And there's footage of him on the news, like other deputies tying a rope around him. And he's like swimming out into floodwaters wow. to pull a woman out of her car. Oh my gosh. Like you, and that just like, I, I just can't stress. This is highly, we get a lot of water here. Uh, everybody knows it rains a lot in Florida. Well, it's yeah. not the pack Northwest. We get a lot of rain. Yeah. This flooding's not, this was abnormal. You don't see this. Yeah. Well, you see like a flooded road. Not, right, but yeah, not but like, not like houses, roads. not enough water to move vehicles around. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, you know, I text him. I'm like, you know, is all you guys do is hero stuff? I text Mr. Ed. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I only raise heroes, bro. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So. That's cool. But yeah. So keep praying for people down here or, or good thoughts or whatever you're into. Like a prayer works better, but we'll take good thoughts too. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know what it does, but we'll take them. Yeah. We're recovering. I was hoping the cool weather would stay. It was a nice little like reward after what yeah. we had gone through. It's like a reward. And that's what I thought. <laughs> it's like a little, you did it. Everything is, everything is Instagram audio. It's <laughs> like a reward. So, well, hey, thanks for coming back. Yeah. Thanks we'll do for it having again me back. In Absolutely. a couple of weeks. I'm excited. And then on the regular. On the regular. As we have already established. No, always oh, a good sure. time. Appreciate How far, how far away from this book are we? What, what the heck's going on here? Um, I don't know if I shared this on the last pod that I was on, but I hired a coach to like get me through to publishing and she's read a few of my chapters and she's had me fix a lot more than I was intending to. So it's pushed my deadline back. So I'm hoping by next year, maybe spring of next year, it will be to an agent, but it's a whole process, right? Cause you, you can't just here's my manuscript and give it to a publisher. Like you have to hire an agent and like go through that whole thing. The agent has to like your stuff. And then the agent themselves will also get an editor for your book. And yeah, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. I could just self publish. I'm not going to go off on my tangent on self publishers. Cause I'm sure there are some good ones that, you know, make it, but for the most part, I want to be legit. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Everybody looks, we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. So you guys give me a follow on Instagram, build up my audience because now, sorry, and I'm, I'm, I know we're wrapping up here, but that's something that audiences, our agents look for is a big audience. And like, if you don't have a big following, 
they're less likely to take you on because now they have to build your audience organically like they used to do before social media. So it's like you have to be popular before you even have a product, which I hate. Well, but your anyway. little blue check buddy needs to be pushing your stuff. Absolutely. Oh, she's going to do my audiobook for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, gosh, social media. I'm over it. Mm. Anyway, but, like us, but, tag us. <laughs> yes, listeners, if you will just follow and share and rate, hmm? like I won't have to, I won't have to do all the posting and the. Like I'll just be like, "Hey, new episodes up," and then, boom, done. Th- then I won't have to do reels. Yeah, and guys, don't make Kale do reels. Don't make me he do reels. Like them. Why do you make me do this? No, <laughs> listeners, we love you. We mean it for sure. Stop by uh, the podcast website, solid seven podcastcom Solid the number seven podcast.com where you can and will always find links to the latest episodes, some good causes to support the occasional event, and. All of our social media, and by all of our social media, I mean Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I only post to Instagram. But you can also find a link to Patreon. You can buy me uh, Jocko Go. Uh, all of that's on there. was talking with uh, Alex this evening about some plans for some new bonus content hey. for Patreon supporters. We're going to let them listen in live uh, on some episodes uh, here in the future as a, a, a bonus bonus. For right. our, our $10 supporters and you can get a solid seven coffee mug and all that stuff on there. And it helps pay for, uh, equipment and recording stuff and Jocko goes for, for guests and all that sort of stuff. So the support supports us. That's what, it's like, it's like, that's it's what why it does. it's called support. So, but, uh, follow, subscribe, review, pretty please. Five star only. Don't wait. Don't waste your time. Your time is only worth a five-star review. Why would you waste your time? Absolutely. With, with anything with less. Anything less. So Alex, we appreciate you listeners. We love you and we will catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. We're out. The solid seven podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet. Tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former special forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for building better Americans, the special forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. (laughs) 